0: I like to move and it. I like to move and move it, I like to move and move it, you like
1: to move it, I like to move and move it, I like to move and move, I like to move and move it, you like to.
2: Bone Tomahawk,
0: my little flute benders, and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully and I'm a Bone Tomahawk to you as well as a fuck yo baby. <laughs> baby.
2: Fuck yo, baby. Fuck
0: yo baby. Baby driver. Dan and I got to see it this week and it's all we want to talk about, but
2: we're yeah. not going to, because we can't. Not this week. Uh-uh. We'll get there. We'll we'll get to talking about that baby driver. Uh this week we're gonna talk about last action hero. With uh, a buddy of,
0: of... Well, he's a buddy of mine, yeah, but this damn. Is a, this is a reason that we're doing this yeah. movie is because it's a, at request of our guest. That's uh, right. You know him. He's been on the show before. Yes, he has. He is yeah. also uh, the brains behind our former podcast, Super Crappy Fun Time. That's uh, right. Uh, fresh in from the beautiful west coast of our wonderful Look country. at this tent. Uh, look, <laughs> at <this tan. laughs> look at this dark tan uh, Kevin Lau, everybody Kevin Lau Hello. is here Kevin, welcome So glad to have you back, buddy You guys
3: missed me How's um, your audience s- missed me? Oh, absolutely They've
0: they been clamoring Yeah, yeah. Clamoring <laughs> Yes! They've been Loud for loud. It's happening. So that I was have the to the name ask... of my
3: band that I wanted in high school. <laughs> loud for loud. No, just Loud. Oh, okay. Do.
0: Yeah, got it. Yeah. Oh, I love that band. That's now. pretty good. <laughs> I don't even know what their music is, but I love it. Yeah. You chose Last Action Hero as the movie and you were very you said that's the movie you want to do. Why?
3: Exactly, because I was wa- as I was rewatching it, I saw it on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, and uh I pretty much was like, "All right, let's watch this. I have I have fond memories of it." And then just watching it, I came out with like a totally new appreciation for the movie because like, i watched it as a child yeah and now i'm watching it as an adult and like i'm understanding so much more of what is actually <laughs> yeah. happening in the movie mm-hmm. and i was like i was like i got i thought of you guys i was like oh maybe i, I couldn't because uh, I. Was, so you flew all the way out <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no i knew i was coming on and i'm like oh what movie gonna i started looking at like new releases see anything they're like Maybe then like nothing really I thought would appeal to me. Yeah. And I just happened to stumble upon this and I was like, all right, let's do this.
2: This was a good choice. This is our kind of movie for sure.
0: Let's talk about our experience with Last Action Hero when it first came out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Both you and I, Kev, referred to the Burger King Cup. Yes. So this was at a time when, uh, we talked about this in the Batman Returns episode. Yeah. McDonald's had, I think it was McDonald's, had Batman Returns toys. And everyone was like, yo, this movie is titties and dicks. Uh And we're selling it to kids. Yeah. And so it became, there was a little bit of a pushback against that. Yeah. Uh, same in the era of Ninja Turtles. In yep. the second one, they fight with sausages instead of nunchucks because there was a pushback against adult themes. Yep. Last mm-hmm. Action Hero is very much marketed to kids. Uh-huh. Case in point, Burger King cups that are animated. Yes. Yeah. I, I
2: don't remember those cups. Oh, I didn't see I, this movie as I a kid. I had vivid so. memories.
0: What have my... I went to Burger King yeah. to get
3: the cups. I have two memories before watch- re-watching this movie, and it was the cups yeah. and the eye. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Those, those are the well, two things I remembered most about the movie. Is this
2: 1993? 1993. Yes. So I would have been like six when this came out. Oh, I think you guys were like a, maybe like a little bit I would older. Have been nine, nine yeah. yeah, nine, like ten. like just yeah. enough to like maybe your dad would take you to see. You know what I mean? Like well, I was. I remember
0: yeah. watching it and my parents laughing specifically yeah. at the scene where real Arnold Schwarzenegger and real mm. Maria Shriver were yes. chatting. Yeah, and my parents being of the conservative bent and of him being like at that point an outspoken Republican. Yes, there was. A, there was this uh, feeling in my house of, uh, oh, he got some good jabs in there. And I didn't understand what anything <laughs> yeah. meant. And watching it tonight, it actually doesn't have any sort of meaning. No, to that. <laughs> no. Uh, but hearing my parents approve of that, I knew in my head that there was something bigger going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted the cups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I,
2: this movie is uh, something I only saw for the first time, like a year or two ago. Mm. Uh, Cause it was like on Netflix and uh, boy, Did it hold up? Oh, yeah. I I really think that this is like a very fun, good movie that is probably like like underseen at this point.
0: I think it's underappreciated because people dismiss it as sort of the end of Arnold's action career. Like when he dipped down to go get into politics. That makes sense. People view it as, you know, because if you view it not as the meta movie that it is, it is a weaker Arnold action movie to... To that brain, you know. Yeah, yeah. I would just, I could probably refute that pretty heartily. But it's not that movie. I think people misunderstood it. As a kid, there was a an issue of Disney Adventures devoted Ooh. to it. Oh, I remember really? Cracked oh, Magazine. I probably I that had magazine. that Disney <laughs> Adventures. Yeah. And yeah. Cracked Magazine had a parody of it called Last Action Figure. And it was <laughs> a little action figure that was fighting crime. Mm-hmm. So it was like these they're missing the the bigger yeah. uh, idea is,
3: of this movie. It is only a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Fascinating. I wonder, I wonder if, if it we just... could pull that again and bump those numbers I up. I mean, it's a
3: 6.3 on IMDb. Yeah, and that's a pretty much... big disparity, yeah. actually.
2: Get, that makes sense to me because I could see... Dan, you and I were talking about this, that this movie is a, a very meta movie that's about movies and is about...
3: It's more than <laughs> meta. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, it gets mm-hmm. it gets pretty wild by the end, but the it's almost like it did this 20 years too early. Yes, like, I could yeah. see this movie not being well-reviewed at the time because...
3: It was breaking all the rules? Yeah. Like people were just following rules? Well, no, more just like...
2: Mm. For some reason, we're in a cultural moment right now where we love this idea of, hey, uh, thi- genres have tropes and if mm-hmm. we recognize those tropes and wink at the audience and say, hey, this is one of those tropes that mm-hmm. you know, and we're kind of laughing about it. We can play into them. Yeah. A bit
0: easier. I mean, we're post Cabin in the Woods. We're yep. post Scream. We're yep. post all of these absolute literalizations of their Edgar genre. Edgar Wright's making movies. This yeah. did it forever ago, but then the question that I ask is, could they do it now? Yeah. Arnold's too old. Right, no. yeah. So it's weird mm. that they captured this lightning in do a bottle. Remake it. it with The Rock.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, I would watch the, the shit <laughs> out of that movie. <laughs> And that will probably happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just think maybe it just came too early, and yeah, that's but you think where that years, low four years
3: later, Scream came, and people adored that movie yeah. as a horror movie. Maybe yeah, just even that much later.
2: Yeah. So maybe people just didn't like this
0: movie. Well, and you have to mm. think too that Scream was lampooning a fifty-year already legacy of yeah. horror. Yeah. Why do people behave illogically in horror? Is kind All of right. the question that Scream's asking, you know, amongst a true. million other yeah. things. And so the bombastic. Uh, bombastic action movies were less than a decade old by 1993. Yeah, yeah, that is 84, 85 forward. So the idea of bombastic, beefy machismo action movies was still relatively new, and we're so already making jumping fun into a, a point of parody. Mm-hmm. And the, now it seems ridiculous because we go from you know, I remember the 90s, to best week ever. To let's get ready for tomorrow. You're like yeah, we're, we've yeah. closed that gap, but. Yeah. In 93, like, that gap is huge, and this tried to leap it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, and it's, you know, it's interestingly sort of like Shane Black, like, making fun of his own movies, which, to your point, Dan, it's like he'd only been doing that for, like, 10 years. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, interesting that he's going, you know. I
3: wonder if him writing this movie had anything to do with, like, the hatred that he had from Hollywood at the time. Because there was a while, like, they wouldn't let him into, like, the Writers Guild because they didn't consider, like, Monster Squad a real movie mm. or, uh, was it, uh, Lethal Weapon? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. they hated him for those
0: movies.
2: Well, Lethal Weapon is still famously the most anybody's gotten paid for, like, a spec script. Oh, like, yeah, and yeah. I they, think he was
0: 22. Yeah, they yeah. hate, like,
3: I think well, that's part of, like, the backlash was they hated that he had so much success so early and yeah. they didn't feel like that he earned it.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, now mm-hmm. he is so post earned it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is so post earned it. Yeah.
2: I I really well also like John McTiernan I think is like underappreciated as a director like this is a really good looking well made movie. Uh does, I wonder if it's that it was like a kids movie, right? It's like marketed to kids, but then it's actually kind of not a kids movie. It's more like it's winking like, well at that was us something adults. It's happened all the time like as a yeah. kid
0: I had terminator action figures, yeah. I had alien action yeah. figures and these are movies that probably shouldn't be showing kids. they are rated movies, they are rated movies. Yeah. But anything that had an image to be sold became action figures. Yeah. Mm. We don't see that now because kids like cards. They don't like action <laughs> figures. <They're> like, <laughs> you know, trading cards and stuff. Yeah. Do
1: that, they? Flow, it is, it is. Well, I'm thinking of Pokemon. <laughs> <cards. Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> well, of it. Now it's uh, my niece's slime. Fidget
0: yeah, yeah. Fidget Spin. Yeah. She collects them. Yeah. They do the same fucking thing. Yeah. If I was her age, I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. But uh, now I forget my point because I'm being an old man. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, just don't get it. Oh, no. We could sell anytime. Yeah. Like were, Schwarzenegger at that point was a brand. Yes. Where I hadn't seen any schwarzenegger movies but i knew what he was and i wanted to eat up his toys yeah yeah Yeah. that's a funny funny sentence uh
2: and it's i mean yeah i guess the movie is like towing that line right between his stardom but also his like appeal as an action figure it's literally Mm. called last action hero and and Mm. i'm sure that is meant to be a reference in some way to uh the toys of the time right because he is he is a toy to you like yeah. when you're 10 years old, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger's an action figure. Now you got by. me
0: thinking. I never even thought about the title of this movie. Yeah, last action hero. Like, yeah. the, is it the last? Because that's the question everyone's saying about the last Jedi. Is right? Like, is it the last Jedi? Like right. What is, yeah, yeah. What definition of last are yeah. we using? Can we? I, I'm just. Can I mean, we not, talk about that. What does last c- action hero
2: mean? Is it possible that it's just because by the end of the movie they come into the real world and. Somehow this guy could end the real world, so this is this could potentially be the last action hero, right?
0: Or is it when he enters the movie at the end with a knowledge of the fact that it's a movie, uh, and we've come full circle that it's like the action hero is dead because we've dissected? Yeah, it. Yeah, 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 that's probably what I was going to uh, go
3: with. I wonder if it's all. Like, did and action, to be fair, that's kind of true.
2: We don't have those beefcake action yeah, heroes anymore. That's too gone. Funny though. Yeah. did it's action
3: movies change after? This movie came out at all? I I, I don't. Not till The Matrix, probably. Yeah, The Matrix was the big shift. But I mean, there was. I mean, it wasn't like changing. it wasn't like the Nirvana of rock music. Well, we stopped worshipping like God, yeah.
0: gods amongst men, that yeah. punched through things. Like, that's all we wanted back. That's, and uh, and The Rock, yeah, and yes. doing it, yeah. yeah. actually, he he went beyond what any of the other ones yeah. did. And he was just oh, he's actually a good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Schwarzenegger was there too. He's, yeah, you know. I
2: think Schwarzenegger's good in this movie. That yeah. one of the things I like about this movie is it comes in like a weird midpoint in his career where he's like about mm-hmm. to start doing more quote unquote yeah. actorly things, if we can call Junior that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean, like. He's about to try and like play some different characters and do some things outside of his wheelhouse. Yeah, he's and not just the action hero. Yeah, and he's this movie does feel like he's giving a performance beyond some of what he had done before. Uh, check I think.
0: that shit. Two performances. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh,
2: so yeah, it comes at like an interesting point in his career where he's kind of like he's basically asked to hey, you know that thing you've been doing for twenty years that you're really famous for. <laughs> we need you to do that, but you need to be performing it. Because <laughs> that's like make, the whole idea of, of this movie. Mm. Yeah,
0: we need, It's funny, like when I see a uh, a child actor who really gets it. Yeah, and it always upsets me because I'm like, what have they been through? Because <laughs> like as a kid, yeah. I don't think I could have been explained the way a movie works well enough. That I could separate reality from it even as a kid. Yeah. And then you see a, uh, you know, like a Dakota Fanning when she's five years old and she's just giving these dense, rich performances. Yeah. And it's like, how do you you get there? And I feel like Schwarzenegger, (laughs) I just viewed him as a child at one point. It's like, here's a point where you go, oh, he actually gets what he's doing. Yes. (laughs) We're not just pointing a camera at his muscles and letting him Mm. just flex. He's in on the joke. He's in on the joke. I think
3: everybody, like, that's what, like, everybody looks like they just had so much fun in the movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's uh, so like they knew what it was, and like they just get it.
1: For a movie that's yeah. over
2: two hours, it's like a pretty good time. To- I mean, it really moves yeah. at a clip, and mm-hmm. it is is really fun. And everybody is just yeah, they're all like playing into it. They're everybody is
0: literally <laughs> winking at the camera, which he does at the end. Yeah, he, he literally <laughs> does. Yeah. One of the things that always turned me off about this movie as a kid when I didn't quite get it. Was I? I thought that the like color palette and tone of it was like vomity. Oh yeah, and so it just feels dirty. Now as an you adult, and I realize it, that they're doing this con- hyper color con- movie <laughs> thing, and then the yeah. contrast yeah. to vomity '90s New York. Yeah. yeah, and that and that's the thing is now getting it as an adult because I hadn't seen it. I probably haven't seen it in ten years, but yeah. I watched it a lot as a kid. And in hindsight, was informed through film blogs and stuff about how smart it was and got the jokes yeah. you know, retroactively. But seeing it now, all of the things that became a problem to me about it ended up being kind of what I love about it. Yeah. You know, the uh, Probably the biggest realization I had this time around was that, no, he was not just in a Jack Slater movie. Right. He was in a movie universe. Yes. And every movie is connected at the hip of this universe so yeah. anything can happen yeah
3: just the pairing that one scene where you see the pairing, They're pairing up oh, cups. The cops. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that never made sense to me as yeah. a kid and you know i just glossed over that part like Ooh, oh, it's cartoon, a cartoon cat yeah. i have that toy from burger king <laughs> yeah it's and like on the other i have that cup
2: on the other side of your movie screen is a living, breathing world. Yeah, and you just happen to be watching one story that's happening in that world mm-hmm. in in your movie that you're watching,
0: which is a pretty interesting idea, actually. And it also kind of answers the question: If this were to be the the case, what happens when the movie's not playing? Right, that world, does it exist? And like, it does because yeah. Jack Slater does not work with mm. the animated cat, right, in his movies. Well, and he but said, they've saved each other's lives before. Yeah. <laughs> well, and
2: he's got that great line when he goes back to his apartment and he shoots the guy that's in his closet. Yeah. And he's like, "How do you know he'd be back there?" And he's like, "He's always in my closet." There's yeah. always there's always someone in the closet. Yeah. yeah. Because that's his his day to day is just a movie is always happening, whether you're watching it or not. There Where we is, check in for exhausting. the good adventures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's uh man, it's it is truly like a really actually great idea. I think like. I wonder. I wonder too if maybe the the magical element of it was something people were resistant to in 1993. I can
0: absolutely see that because that's the kind of thing even now that I'm just resistant to. Yeah. But there's really no other way to do this. How story else are like you going to tell this yeah. story? The only other way to do it would be to create some tech that yeah. connects movies. Right. That That's like, what we I don't do not want to deal with yeah. that yeah. shit. It's yeah. too much shit. Yeah, uh, that my will It's go virtual crossed. reality, but real.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Have yeah. you read Ready Player <laughs> <A> One? Houdini, <laughs> Houdini VR machine. <laughs> and What <laughs> great magic! The idea of having it be Houdini. Yeah. Because at that mm. time, when I was nine years old, I didn't understand Houdini to be an escape artist or a prestidigitator. Digitator, right? I just thought magician. And yeah. So yeah, yeah. to associate him with real magic is yep. a fun idea that I think. And then taps you found into... out he got punched in the stomach and died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't know that oh, oh, no. But I do. You remember... could never be in an action movie. I when do. It, Go ahead. When, uh, it ties into one of the things I love about the Monster Squad, also written by oh, yeah. Shane Black, is that's a movie that is uh, presumably about movies, right? But what makes it all come together is there's just magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's magic to it. It. I, I don't know. It. it
2: like you said, it's like you, if you want to have this plot line, you have to get that kid into the movie screen somehow. Mm-hmm. There's no believable way to do it anyway. Why should? I mean, it is a movie kind of directed at kids. Why shouldn't it be fucking magic? Say so what you yeah. said when we were watching it. Uh, oh, yeah. The, it, the, this is a movie about movie magic, yes. right? It's literally about movie magic and how movies will transport you into their world. What a brilliant way to do that and go, he's in a movie theater... And at this movie theater was this trick, quote unquote, that Houdini would do with a golden ticket that could bring you into the world. You just marry actual magic with movies. It's a movie about movie magic. It makes sense. And Kevin, you brought up, and you're right, I remember this as a kid of the 90s. I don't know why, but Houdini was still having like a weird cultural. Mo- like, I remember as a kid in the 90s knowing who Houdini is, knowing about a bunch of Houdini yeah. tricks.
3: Yeah, if now you try to do that, nobody would have any idea yeah. who he is. But I remember yeah. that he yeah. had,
2: the, he was like a, a, just a figure that I knew about as a kid of the 90s. I don't know why, but he was just, he somehow had this like cultural relevance still in the 90s. Um, and you're right. I don't know if he would, ha- I don't know if that would be true today. I,
0: I have no idea. Well, now it'd be like, this ticket was given to me by Chris Angel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm actually not interested in hearing about your yeah, dirty Chris yeah. Angel ticket. Chris Angel pulled this ticket in hair out of his kneecap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's actually. Well, this is a an aside. Yeah. There's a war on Twitter that goes on between Chris Angel and no one, but he thinks it's against David Copperfield <laughs> where David Copperfield does not really engage. Yeah. But Chris Angel's constantly prodding at him, yeah. accusing him of purchasing followers. Really? That's what it is. That's hilarious. Meanwhile, I know a million different Chris Angel videos that I can put up that it's like, that's actually just a film edit you did. Yes. That made you know, like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. not real magic. Yeah. You're a liar. Yeah. But he's like, David Copperfield. Some people he won't say David Copperfield, yeah. but like some people. DC <laughs> buy their followers, but Chris Angel with the highest selling Vegas show doesn't buy a single yeah. follower. And David Copperfield's like, How do I use Twitter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm 70. You know, He's retweeting <laughs> all of those <laughs> yeah, tweets. He's like, Oh, I'm getting a lot of love <laughs> yeah, on here. Yeah. This Chris Angel kid who seems to want to be a magician is probably a fan. <laughs> <laughs> he has no clue. He's like, I was in <laughs> Terror Train. Great movie. But, uh, Never seen it. Uh, it's. It's a movie. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Slasher, Jamie Lee Curtis. Ooh. David Copperfield. <laughs> ah. Train. It's <Hey>. good stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Not the band train. It's on a train. I did have Calm a moment down. where I thought that's where you meant. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I'd watch that movie, <laughs> but you know.
2: Um I, I like the kid in this movie a lot. Austin O'Brien. He is that Marks. his name? Yeah, I believe that is, so. That is his name. Is you, his you name? looked him uh, up?
3: I, looked, I, was, I was on the
0: IMDB. What
2: so, yeah. uh what what did they have for him like does he do things currently? No. My girl okay. too. All right. Oh, where he played
0: yeah, Macaulay Culkin's gonna, okay. replacement since okay. he died right. of bee stings. All right, spoiler alert. He
3: <laughs> uh, was in Lawnmower Man before this yeah. movie. He, oh. he was in
0: Lawnmower Man. <laughs> uh yes.
3: Anything? Oh, Lawnmower Man Two. Of Same course. character. Yeah.
0: Wait, what was Lawnmower Man Two called? <laughs> got to bring him back. Cyberspace. Beyond ah, Cyberspace.
3: yes. What um, is Beyond Cyberspace? Promised Land as a TV show. Okay. Sixty-seven episodes. Don't know it.
0: All right, so he was a main character on that. It sounds yeah, like,
3: yeah, uh, episode of Bones in two thousand eight.
0: He was the wiz He played Whiz Kid in Apollo thirteen. Ah, so he's still yeah. kind of I guess two thousand eight is like ten years ago now, but he was in All Our Yesterdays in twenty fifteen, as right. well as Cowl Girl, yeah. where he played Austin. Very good. Uh, so okay. he still works. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> how, how old do you think he is? Ooh. Okay, so we're both looking.
1: So, yeah. what do you think?
2: Was he 10 in this movie, maybe? And that was 93. Here, we'll give you his, 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 his hunky
0: headshot. Ah. There you go. That's he, what he looks like now. He's got to be our age. Is he 30? Is he 35? Very close. He's 36 years old. Okay. Just turned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he's really good in this movie. Like, he, he has legit chemistry with Schwarzenegger. I think he's a really good kid in terms of. You know he reminds me of? Uh, when I think of True Romance, yeah. and Tarantino basically wrote Christian Slater yes. to play himself. If if I was a 10-year-old boy writing a movie, I would write a character mm. like that. Yeah. You know, he felt to me like someone I could project upon.
2: He's got that wide-eyed
0: enthusiasm of yeah. just like, oh my God, I'm in the movie. He's the relatable the- character for e- the the kids, <laughs> yeah, he and yeah. that's probably also what turned this off from a more mainstream crowd. Is like it is for kids, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's probably a little too harsh for kids, right? But it's not for adults because it's a little too kid like for adults.
2: Yeah, it it does. It sits in a weird middle ground where maybe you do have to just be like a real movie fan to be like, oh, this is about like movies and if this has a, a bunch of jokes for me. This you know? were
3: a Pixar cartoon, people would have loved it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. true. Hundred <laughs>
2: percent. That's true. But it wouldn't. Been, it wouldn't have had those couple of shits. It wouldn't have had yeah. like some of the violent stuff. Like that's mm. the that's where it hits that weird line yeah. of like who is it actually for? That mm. maybe led to it getting those like uh, not great reviews.
0: Well, and there's there's smart references to things that only adults get. So yeah. I think they were aiming for what Pixar nailed, which yeah. is something that I can take the kids to and won't be bored by. Yeah, and something that I can bring my parents to and won't be embarrassed that I'm watching in front. That's true. Of, yeah, you know? it's like that's Pixar is king. Of yeah. that. I re- they gotta be. And so this tried to be that and I think is a little bit too brash to kind of yeah. capture that. Like but I feel for like me, if I ever have kids, which I won't, um, <laughs> this would be the kind of movie I would be like, "All, right, you're 10 now, you're going to love this shit." I was going to say <laughs> yeah. I feel
2: like parents today would probably shy away from this until their kid was like almost a teenager. Yeah.
0: Whereas at the time, I think, you know, really? I want to show this to my friend's 6-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she'd certainly love it. She wouldn't yeah. get it, but it, as somebody who didn't cartoon get it, cat. but yeah. kind of really... Yeah, exactly. Who go oh, Cartoon Cat. And then grew up to be like, yeah. oh, man, that was actually just poking my brain. Was Roger
3: yeah. Rabbit out yet? When, oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was yeah. like
0: 89. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah, this actually has some pretty good effects in it yep. overall. They're, like, we were, the Cartoon
3: Cat. Do you want the to, car-
2: cartoon Cat looks good, but there's like some... Um, what was that one shot that you and our Oh, when the the truck crashes through the like second floor of that. Uh, I was
0: thinking of when his convertible car goes over up the bridge. The, oh, uh, yeah. It Goes oh. over the bridge, and yeah. so we actually follow what is clearly a model of a car with yep. people in it, just on a rotating rig, in front of early green screen. That's so early that it's seamless. Yeah, you know, it's like it's it's underthought enough that you buy that. Yeah, it was actually a, not to jump the gun on what I'm recommending later. Okay. But that was what worked about Okja. Oh yes. Yep. Um in Okja the the special effects were fake but they were very boldly like telling you we are special effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it worked in that way.
2: Yeah, there's a weird we were talking about this that like this was still at a time in movies when um Things felt in the frame, so even mm-hmm. if they looked fake, they were believably like in the world of the movie. And this movie is about movies, so like you can kind of get away with anything, anyway, mm-hmm. right? Because like a special effect, if it's taking place in the movie world, is like right—that's a movie special effect. We're
0: in the movie. Well, and even here, if you're gonna if you're gonna take a digital car and flip it around, yeah. that's great. But as we talked about on the previous episode, if you have a model car in front of a blue screen, yep. there still has to be a real camera doing yep. physical things that we can do as viewers. Yep in front of that rig, so what if there's green screen? It it's just, a backdrop. It works. But without an actual camera, that's actually what it comes down to. If there's no actual camera, which if it's all CG, there isn't, you lose it. Yeah. It's just...
2: it. Something about this, like, really... And, and I there are a couple of shots that are... are Clearly just like special effects sequences where they were doing some green screen, where they were doing models, things mm-hmm. like that. They're so effective. They like really, really work in this movie, I think. I, McTiernan's underrated, I think. It, like between this and Die Hard, that dude is like.
0: I mean, Die Hard gets you a forever pass yeah. to fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> He could have made 10 movies that were just that's still picture of a boner. Yeah. And I'd be like, I, I mean, dude's good. Yeah
2: uh i just think like this is has some really really effective m- movie making in it and, and again being that it's all about movie magic that's kind of what he does he just uh. fills every fra- frame with like movie magic
0: i just looked up mctiernan's filmography and his last <laughs> movie not- since he's been in jail was in 2003 and it's a movie that no one saw yeah and it's a movie that i remember seeing it just like hey, i'm gonna laugh at this and then really enjoying it has anyone seen basic no, but I know what that no. is. It's, it's basically a Rashomon story, yeah. where it is a bunch of people died in a military operation. Oh, wait. And Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, yep. the song Black Betty. Yep. It's uh, 2003. That's a good movie. I, <laughs> I like that I movie. I like watch it. Yeah. And after Last Action Hero, here's what he made. Die Hard 3, The 13th Warrior, love the Die Thomas Hard Crown <laughs> Affair, Rollerball, and Basic. Yeah. And that's the end. And that, I mean, like uh, I've not seen all of those
2: movies, but a lot of those are like fairly well liked. You know what I mean? Like they did well in their time and are fairly yeah, well Browning
0: liked. Thomas was, yeah. Rene Russo, Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, uh, before Last Action Hero, he did not make many movies. He did Medicine Man, yep. Hunt for Red October, Both Die Hard, really? Predator, and Nomads. So
3: the guy never really did a bad movie until <laughs> Rollerball? Rollerball.
0: And you know what? Rollerball, bad movie, great to watch. Yeah, yeah. I bet it's really fun. Yeah.
3: It spawned that whole thing that's going on now, such Whoa. as rollerball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that nice. happening? Yeah, I've uh, I've met like a rollerball team, Whoa. like a women. <laughs> they don't kill each team. other like
0: yeah. in
1: action, uh,
2: like that, but yeah. you know. I thought you were about to tell me the running man is happening now.
3: Oh no, well, it is coming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I I think he's like very underrated. He's a very... I mean, he's a good... Not even just a good action director. He's a good director. Like he... Mm-hmm. There's some really... well. There's actually some really interesting like well-lit and colored stuff in this. There's like some really interesting like neon lighting that's like kind of Walter Hill inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: there's There's just some really good fucking stuff in this movie. It opens with a kind of boozy shot yeah it opens in and and actually the the opening frame and i'm gonna have to say it with my hands because no one can see but the way that it works is the actual opening shot isn't the complete frame it's almost a digital frame that kind of Uh, moves its way into the movie and then it's just a i don't even want to call it a dutch angle because it's not static it's just a boozy is the only word where it's this rocking yeah it's kind of rotating that goes in there and I, I kind of love that because it is a, you know, ultimately a commentary on the idea of hyperkinetic filmmaking. Yeah. you know the Tony Scotts and, and the like, but at the same time, it's also too like movie movies as hypnotism. Yeah, and so it, you're kind of waking up in this movie world. Yeah and that's a smart move to have this opening scene that is a movie within a movie, and then we pull back to this kid who should be at school but is lost in this world. Yeah. What a great way to bring up the theme in literally the first motion of the camera. I, well, yeah, that that whole
2: idea of the frame moving into the frame, right, mm-hmm. because this was happening, mm-hmm. it's a visual cue for, oh, you're not actually watching the yeah, movie There's yet. a layer there. Yeah, this is a movie inside of the movie you're watching. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really brilliant, simple way to do that right off the top.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To be able to do what he does with this movie and divide the way a movie looks and the way the, that a real world looks, then conversely, what a movie looks like <laughs> when the real world starts to affect it, and vice versa. Yeah, it's kind of a weird uh, blend to make. You're talking about the color palette there. Or I'm talking uh, about just the kind of the tone of everything. <laughs> oh, okay. Like at the end of, uh, we'll say in the second act when mm. we're in the real world, at very, at, in the first few moments, it's such a stark contrast to the movie. But okay. as we start to understand how the themes resonate yeah. with bad bad guys can win, yeah. good guys aren't oh, yeah, indestructible, like a stab- like a it starts w- to become more cinematic yeah. in that way. Same thing where... This movie is so height. Uh, Jack Slater is such a heightened movie. We bring a real world boy into it, and that heightenedness starts to fall apart and become mm-hmm. more logical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess it kind of does meet in the middle at the uh, teleportation—not yes. teleportation, scene, <laughs> yeah. but the warp yeah. scene. Yeah, we'll call it and, the warp uh, scene. That's good. Uh, the warp scene. You know where, where the actual where we actually see the portal. Yes, you know where we see the literal fourth wall as depicted. <laughs> that's right. In this yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah, and that takes a strong director to be able to come up with. You know, you got winter and summer movie in real world, and then yep. you got spring and autumn where it's a little bit of both. It's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. The, I, actually, one of the things that's uh, like kind of weird about this movie but
2: ends up working very well is it feels like when the villain goes to the real world, it's like, ah, the climax. Here we are. There's oh, yeah. still That's like another first hour act. of movie yeah. to mm-hmm. go once they get to the real world. They really explore this mm-hmm. idea of like what happens to the fictional character when he
0: meets the real world, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting, I think. When I was a kid, one of the criticisms that I didn't know how to give it but would have given it was that I had an issue with the pacing. Uh, yeah. As an yeah. adult, not there. This is no. not a problem yeah. for me because I understand what the function of this movie is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a kid wanting to see, you know, oh, Disney Adventures <laughs> told me this is good, <laughs> right. it's probably good, it, you know, it became a different thing.
3: I think it was just really fun watching the characters establish the rules of each universe. Yeah, it was. They did it very simply. Like when he came out and like he figured out that he could shoot people and like not get get away with it. Like that was just yeah. like a great thing.
0: That's a scary scene too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Or oh, then when he figures out, oh, he can go to other theaters and get a villain from another mm-hmm. movie. It's just like, oh, all right.
0: I have a nightmare with yeah. Freddy Krueger.
2: That is maybe the only disappointing thing about this movie is they introduce that concept yeah. to not um, actually
0: like show us much yeah. of that. Cause cause yeah, which, they only which gave I get. Us the seventh uh, seal. Yeah, which, yeah. Ends up being pretty weighty, great, but uh, yeah, I would have. But that's another thing. It would have been cool to see Freddy Krueger as opposed to have that be a line. Twenty-five years short of the Lego movie, there's no deals to get all these things. Yeah,
2: they they couldn't have done that. If they had Godzilla, yeah. Dude. all I'm saying, ready player one, <laughs> baby. Ready player one, baby. Uh. If they had Godzilla, we would have had an Arnold versus Godzilla fight, which is the greatest thing. It's at, not too it's, late. Uh, yeah. it's, it's the greatest thing that's ever crossed my
0: mind. If this monster better than Barkley versus wheels? Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, fuck. Fuck. oh, my God. Nope. Kevin's right. I was <laughs> yeah. wrong. We,
2: yeah,
3: don't we don't need, need this movie. movie. It already yeah. happened. Actual basketball as a projectile. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was was that a, a Genesis game? Yeah. I don't know. No, it's just, it just remember, like a, a, like a pre meme meme.
3: I just remember it on t shirts.
0: Yeah, because it was on t shirts, but I feel like I saw it in a Genesis game. But I, I don't know uh, if that's just me being. I if wa- they use Genesis imagery in a commercial or something. I want
2: to tell you, it eventually became a game that somebody yeah. made in like, the can style you of Genesis. Do that Genesis, in Fu, the <laughs> yeah. Genesis yeah. game. Yeah. So, some, I, f- it, like, I think there is a game you could play now that is Barkley versus Godzilla, yeah. but I think it's like a post that idea development
0: if yeah, that makes sense yeah. i don't know where that idea it's originated yeah i think <laughs> it's so a meme. yeah are we, is it time to do this oh i think it yeah. is our food is here guys food is here break time so it's gonna be a break but you won't know because nah. there's editing we'll be back returned from meal yes Ooh. some food <laughs> happened <laughs> so podcast it's all magic. good yeah. everything's gonna get real slow that's right that's and what podcast really
2: magic right. is <laughs> it's not nearly as exciting as movie <laughs> magic
3: um more seamless
2: yeah uh, can we talk about the fart joke? I at least want to talk about that before we get out oh, of yeah. this movie. That is one of my favorite things. When I saw this a couple of years ago for the first time, I was enjoying all the meta stuff. I'm a big fan of Tropic Thunder. It kind of reminds mm. me of that. I loved all the just winking. and, But when it got to the biggest fart joke I've ever seen in a movie, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this this is one of the greatest things that's ever been scripted for anything. Should
3: we let the audience know in case they didn't see it what at? uh yeah, I mean it's uh they it's know a, we're spoiled. yeah
2: yeah, yeah. They, they we always spoil but they, yeah, so there's a, a a guy that dies from like one mob family who's big and fat and his name is literally fart Leo Lafart Leo Lafart. Uh, and so what the other mob boss does, because he wants to eliminate that guy's family and take over the the crime world of this movie universe, is put a bomb in the fat guy's body, invite everybody to the funeral, and then blow the bomb up to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bomb is filled with nerve gas that was uh, <laughs> stolen and cleverly revealed through very expository exposition. <laughs> uh, and actually
3: not the best place to, like... Have a bomb of gas. Coming. Yeah, I
2: don't know why you would release yeah. nerve gas off the top of a building. Yeah. Uh, I would assume that rises into the sky. Well, maybe it just affects the uh, well, ecosystem.
3: It'll then. move I think. and might fall down yeah. to, and away from the actual people at the funeral. That,
0: yeah,
2: the, the actual targeted people. Yeah. yeah. The
0: reason that you have a nerve gas bomb go off at the top of a building is so that you can have people from the movie fall off of said building. Yes. That's, okay. I think that's the In reason. a die-hard fashion. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. When you're in a Jack Slater movie, it's all about creating potential energy and then <laughs> converting it to <laughs> kinetic energy. That's right. <laughs> and you can't do that from a ground level. Yeah. I mean, you can, but it takes a lot more work. And I,
2: here's the thing about this fart joke. So the guy's name is already LaFart. So there's tons of just, like, little fart puns that are happening throughout the movie. And then the idea is they're going to release gas from his fat body. Mm-hmm another layer of a fart joke it becomes the greatest scripted fart joke of all time when you realize the way they're going to set the bomb is a villain needs to walk up to his dead body and pull his finger to <laughs> set the bomb
0: what's funny though about that is that's a great gag they that is so finger, which says funny the bomb. To me. but one of the which things says a lot that about is me. kind of a needless touch although a funny touch yeah is that Leo Lafarte is wearing a tie. And on the tie, there is a red LED light that, after they activate the bomb, flicks on and off the way that only bombs do. Yes, exactly. And so if we are to believe that the idea of this bomb was to conceal it as not a bomb, Uh say, a man who's dead, Yeah. You don't like that would be like putting a timer on it. Yes. Now that said, when you're in a Jack Slater movie, you yeah. gotta have the of light course. flickering so that everyone at the home, the knows it's a bum. A a a yeah.
3: I wonder if I got that when I first watched it as a kid. What, what like
2: you, the blinking bump? light? No, the pull of my finger. Oh, d- hmm. I, d- I totally would have washed by me for sure. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, that, that was one per- per- I remember my dad sense. laughing at Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How else
2: would you start yeah. a fart bomb? <laughs> And I and I love, so that is, to me, what makes that joke so funny is the pulling the finger to trigger the bomb. But I do love that it ends with an Arnold one-liner, uh, which is one of the best in the movie, I think, where he crawls out of the tar pit and he goes,
3: Silent, but deadly.
0: Yes. Actually, well, <laughs> I, I wrote it. down all of the one-liners. Please. Um, because they are all pretty funny because some of them are real and some mm-hmm. of them are parodies. Mm-hmm. So the very first one is at the opening scene. He yep. kicks a guy in the nuts and he says... You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. And that- then he kicks him in the balls, <laughs> sending him flying. Is amazing. And a pun. And, yeah. uh, yes. Yes, <laughs> and a pun. And then um, in once we're in the Jack Slater movie with uh, Danny, yes, yeah, uh, they blow up an ice cream truck, which is a very Shane Black touch, uh-huh. and it explodes. Kill? Oh, actually, no, sorry. A guy gets thrown into an ice cream truck, yeah. and because it's an action movie, it explodes. But an ice cream cone shoots out and stabs a bad guy in the back of the head, yep. to which Jack Slater says that he iced that guy. Yeah. <laughs> brain freeze. Yeah.
2: By the way, can I drop one right in the middle that I, that I think we missed here that you brought up as we were watching? You're forgetting the Jack Slater uh, Shakespeare adaptation.
0: Yes. Uh, in which he says, to oh. be or not to be. It's to be. No, no. no Isn't no, that no, what he says? No, it's he goes, not. to be or not to be. And then he lights his cigar and yeah. goes, not to be. Oh, and yeah, then the whole castle explodes. explodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not to be. Yeah. <laughs> Then we also have uh he asks the little boy, what what do doctors treat? Oh yeah. And he says, Patients, and he says, and what's going on with like the elbow of my jacket? <laughs> he's like, It's wearing thin. Yeah. <laughs> and then the kid goes, Well that was a stretch. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a stretch. Yeah. Um You were wearing a bulletproof vest? Yeah. Don't leave home without it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually forget what context this is in, but he tells someone, no fly zone, fella. (laughs) Is that after he shoots the helicopter out of the sky, maybe? I I I don't remember. Something like that. Because this movie is literally full of these. I think Mm -hmm. it is because these are in chronological order because the one after that is Silent But Deadly. Oh, yeah. And then uh, there's where he is facing off against Benedict, Charles Dance, in a (laughs) brilliant villainous turn. So good. If God was a villain, it would be him. Yeah. And he says, this is for blowing up my second cousin Frank's house, (laughs) which is a funny joke in and of itself that all of his family members have died by Jack Slater 3. That's some Death Wish shit. And he punches him in the face and he says, and this is for blowing up my ex-wife's house. And he slaps him on the wrist. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) just so good. Uh, Then in the real world, he Mm. rips a guy out of a cab, and he's about to say something to him, and he says, rubber baby bucket bumpers, (laughs) and then he turns around to the kid, but he didn't expect that. He didn't know I was going to say that. Uh, The ripper, when he's getting electrocuted, screams, I'll be back, (laughs) and he says, "The (laughs) the hell you will. Yeah. And then of course the very last one is no sequel for you. Yeah, yeah, very good. Is, <laughs> so those are all of the one-liners that I caught.
2: And I'm pretty sure almost like every one of them is uh accomplished with a like push in on his face as he says it. Yes.
0: Oh, I mean it's it, they're all oh, framed the as yeah. one-liners. Yeah. 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 So good. He um I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was going to say one of the things that I like about this movie is that if we're talking about movies as escape. Yeah. You know, movies as an escape from the real world. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I always talk about my least favorite criticism is when people criticize the logic of certain characters. Mm-hmm. And the question I always respond with is one, have you met humans? We're <laughs> logical. And two, well, what movie did you want to watch? Yeah. yeah. The one where nothing mm-hmm. happens because everyone acts coldly logical. Yeah. And so that that's one of those things that always oh, yeah. bugs me. But it's you know, of course there is a line where things get ridiculous and you go, All right, I, I actually can't purchase this reality. Fair enough. But what I like about this is this paints movies as escape in a very black and white sense, where this little boy who doesn't have a bad life, but is definitely a rough life. He's raised by a single mother. But I mean, like, that was also his own (laughs) fault. Like, he he has he has a structure of support of Mm -hmm. people who care about Mm -hmm. him to some degree. You know, he's he's not the worst off. He's not. But he needs to escape from this by going to the movies. Yeah. He's struggling with like loneliness and He's stuff. He doesn't have a loneliness. dad. He's, exactly. He doesn't have a lot of friends. He's, it's it's tough for him in yeah. that way. So he escapes into movies. Yeah. And so the idea of literally escaping into, into a movie, movie yeah. is so appealing, especially as someone who is a movie fan. Yeah. And especially as someone who's a movie fan uh, very specifically
2: of these big machismo action yes. guys because he doesn't have his own dad. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a male role model kind
0: of. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it. And what's fun about that is then they juxtapose that against Jack Slater, who is a fictional character, but mm-hmm. one who is at least in the first movie well written. Yeah, and the <laughs> thing is yeah. he is motivated yeah. by the fact that uh, he's like a Dirty Harry. Yeah, um, my you know my son's dead. I, what is Dirty Harry's thing? Is his wife dead? Uh, so it is. I think I sh- that's what it is. I can't remember, but he he. I mean, Dirty Harry has a line
2: in his first movie that very much applies to Jack, which is somebody asked him like Why do they call you Dirty Harry?" and he says, "Because." There's some jobs that somebody's got to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, someone's got to do. Yeah. And I think it was his wife who was dead and I, just I think you're right. There's a great line in Narc where Ray Liotta is like the day my the day after my wife died I became a great cop. Mm. And it was just because he knew mm-hmm. like I don't care if I die. Yep. So let's let's get it on. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> so he's doing a dirty harry thing here. So they juxtapose that whole oh, yeah, idea of he's missing uh, a kid and now yeah. this kid has fallen into his life. Yeah. And that's that's a really kind of in-depth thematic thing to do in a movie that was trying to sell... Well, not was trying, mm-hmm. but was marketed to sell action figures. Yeah.
2: Uh, and you've got the whole thing where then Jack eventually comes to the real world and has to sort of confront this idea of, like, what is my actual purpose? Because, mm-hmm. like, what do I actually mean if I'm just uh, a, a figure for a kid, right? And mm-hmm. then finds out that that's actually
0: important in its own way, um, which is kind of interesting, too. Actually, that is kind of interesting now that you say that, because... I think one of the things that, I, I don't have kids, oh, but right. what I always hear is people go, you know, I have a kid, and then you realize, yeah, it puts things into perspective. I like the idea of, you know, I think everybody who looks at the big macho action men see a father-ish mm-hmm. thing in it. I have a good dad. Great dad. He's yeah, the best. me too. And, uh, you know, what I, but still going to the movies, you see that and you idolize this ultimate man. Yeah. And, uh you know, for him to reckon with the idea of like, this kid sees me as literally a father figure mm-hmm. and as that, you know, big yeah, man, like on the mythological. Screen, yeah. That's kind of a tall order to ask a fictional character to do. And but we get to watch that in a way that is kind of organic. The
3: kid didn't want to see him, though, as a father figure. He didn't want to, but yeah. did, I mean. Yeah, kind of like he looks up to him. Yeah. Well, I not... think
2: by the end of the movie, the kid yeah. does have well, a bit of a, a moment of recognition of like, oh, this is why
0: I'm like kind yeah. of so attached to this guy because mm-hmm. I don't have this yeah. in my life. But also even, too, the end of the movie is him saying, we, we actually can't be together. Right. Our worlds don't coexist. Yeah. You have to be in the movie world. I have to be here. And could be argued in the way of, like, my dad is dead. He is gone. Yeah. I can't have that. Yeah. But I can make that work. Yeah.
2: and And also this idea that, like, the kid is... You know, d- depending on how you want to look at this, like he is doing himself a disservice by skipping school to go escape and watch yeah. movies. You know, it's him having to come to, tur- you know, he's, he's it's a coming of age story. He's having to hit this point where he realizes, like, I do like movies. I like the escapes the, that I get from them, but there's a time and a place for that. And I do need to, like, separate that movie world from, from my life in order to be more successful as, like, a, just a person in my life. Um, which is kind of interesting too, because uh, they're they're not talking about movies in that specific sense. They're more just talking about the idea of an escape, right? Like he needs to grow up a little bit and realize like I can't escape all the time. There is still like a life here that I have to like confront. I have to fight, yeah. Like Jack Slater,
3: yeah. Can you imagine the stunts in Jack Slater Five where he realizes it's just a movie? Yeah. Dude. Oh
0: my god, <laughs> that's why he's the last action hero. Yeah. I, I would watch a sequel to this movie. <laughs> I would love to see a Jack Slater movie. Those yeah. seem, and especially now that we are in a world of a lot of meta commentary, Yeah, I would watch that movie, and uh, I would yeah. watch Schwarzenegger mm. get it. Yeah. I, honestly, the closest I think we've ever gotten to that is True Lies. Yes. yeah, um, It's true, actually. Because it is, or is it a lie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it is Schwarzenegger... Uh, Really embracing the fact that he is what he is. Playing you know, on like, his own mythology, kind exactly, of. Exactly. Yeah. Like this is this is that in a more ham-handed way. Yes. And delightfully so. Yeah. Whereas True Lies is a little bit more like... That's also just a good action movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good action movie, but... It's it's heightened purposefully. It's to always become a, letting you know thing. it's
2: it's a movie. It's yes. an action movie where it's an action movie about action. But it's always
0: letting you know a that. great gag and they do it twice. Mm-hmm. Is when they're driving, yeah, and and people at home know that I'm doing the pantomime of <laughs> driving with my hands. It's yeah. actually important to what's going on yeah. because they are doing this. That's exactly what they doing. As the traffic in the
1: background is just, re- yeah, is reacting just, yeah. to
0: their driving and just explosions <laughs> yeah. are happening because yeah. that's the world they live in. Cars yeah. burst and yeah.
2: fly. Uh, there's you described it before, there's literally a scene where a dead body hits a car and the car explodes.
0: Because
2: yeah. <laughs> it's a movie world. I uh, wrote
0: one note here that I thought was great. Yeah. There was a Lieutenant Decker but oh, it yeah. was oh, spelled yes. D E K K E R Hell yeah. Which is definitely a reference, definitely a reference. to Fred Decker who yeah. directed Monsters the Monster Squad. That's right.
2: Um I don't. Do you guys have more? Last oh, there's so much I more.
3: Just love the. Anything any, of you know, the shots in the police station. Any of those scenes were just oh, yeah. absolutely amazing.
0: I love those. Well, they had that great gag where <laughs> yeah. there was cops walking up to the yeah. big desk to get their assignment for the day, and every single one of them was like. Uh, you know, like uh, Kowalski, <laughs> yeah. we're pairing you up with the rabbi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and then it was uh, this the lady we're pairing you up with the uh, animated yeah. cat. Yeah. And then there was Every it looked like a, yeah. like a pretty girl and like a heavy girl. They set yeah. them up together. That was a fun and actually that was a funny commentary that they did that still a commentary mm. being made today that all the women in the movie world fucking Beautiful. hot as shit.
3: Oh, Stallone? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Stallone, Stallone Schmerz- as the, as the in Terminator. The, yeah.
0: Yeah. There was... That was the thing that I think hurt the movie for me originally. Is I didn't get that there was a bunch of worlds coalescing in right. this police station. The direct ET reference, yeah, didn't work for me. This time worked for me. Yeah. I wonder if they were just like, oh, I we're on that. the
3: Universal lot, throw it in there. Yeah, exactly. We,
0: we got the materials.
1: <laughs> I so. It.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're just making movie references left and right yeah. at a certain point. They're not. They like, do the Hans Gruber Die Hard yeah. fall,
0: which yeah. is incredible. Yeah. I wonder if that was that the Nakatomi Building. I, that's that's a, wouldn't a good question. Actually, yeah, you've been to the Nakatomi Building. I have been building. to the Nakatomi Building. You sent me that photo. you son of a bitch. Was it was nice. beautiful. <laughs> Kev sent me a photo of the Nakatomi Building <laughs> and of the Toretto house <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> awesome. on location. I think Which, you, yeah, I think he wasn't going up over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, when right. I
3: put the Toretto house up on my Facebook, an uncle of mine thought that that was my old house. <laughs> 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 uh, I just didn't have the heart to like break it to him. Like, no, dummy. Well,
0: because you don't turn your back on family. I think we need to talk a little bit about the villain. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Charles Dance. Yeah. A.K.A. Tywin Lannister. A.K.A. whatever his name was as the bad guy in Ali G in the house. (laughs) uh, In the house. I'm sorry. Um, He plays Benedict, Benedict. Which, first off, Benedict. Of course. What a name. Well, and that's what uh, Benedict is—the famous uh, uh, traitor, tr- trader, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Benedict's gimmick is that he has a glass eye, which is exactly what a villain's gimmick <laughs> is, of course. But he changes <laughs> the glass eye, evil. and he'll have the smiley face and say yeah. things like "Have a nice day," which <laughs> is like yeah. the the Forrest Gump t shirt. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Not the Forrest far- you know. uh, That was such a stupid gag of Forrest. Gump. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> the bullseye. The bullseye, Bulls the bullseye. Uh, which led to a great one line. Yeah. Which one line? Which I forgot was when he said, "I'll be back." I have to catch the red eye. Yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. Fun thing. So that was his gimmick and sometimes the eye is also a bomb. Yeah,
1: yeah. because oh. it has that toy. <laughs> that's yeah. a great
2: See, there's a ton of those great little uh uh Shane Black type ideas. I mean mm. we were commenting on the money that when it gets burned becomes a smoke signal to let Jack. <laughs> well know. that's
0: like th- that's kind of real, like dye packs, right. But I don't know
2: how far it goes into a fireplace. Well, and it's also that was money. that logic. They, that was yes. money that they found in Jack's house, right? So that's yeah. money that, j- like, Jack intentionally stored fake money that would let out a smoke signal when yeah. burned. Do you oh, know what course. I mean? Well, and the kid and the kid knew.
0: Yeah, exactly. he knew yeah. that yeah. that's exactly what he could yeah. do. Burn that for Jack. Yeah. they had. Um, oh, what was the other one?
2: Yeah, there were a couple, like... And, you know, the eyeball that's a bomb is a very just, like, fun
0: Shane Black idea. Uh, Because what what did it say? It said, vengeance is... Mine. mine oh and then it blows up yeah. and then we go oh, oh man, it just cut the whole block is dead yeah. And yeah it cuts to them in the police yeah. office it's and smoke, they're just yeah. like you know daffy ducked yeah. that was yeah
2: that was <laughs> that's when the movie goes full looney tunes it's yeah. like that scene it's just like they they put the, the pedal
1: to the but floor but it's on also stuff.
0: the perfect marriage of because this kid is mucking things up things yeah. aren't playing out like an action movie right. but things still have mm. to play out like an action movie yeah uh, he had that great thing say this word Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want to say <laughs> it. Come on, just say it. Yeah. I want to say it, but it's, it's PG thirteen, so you can't. You know, oh, yeah. grow up. You know, yeah. and what a great thing! It's so good.
2: There's so many good gags like that.
0: And yeah. so then the other villain, of course, is the Ripper. Yeah, the Ripper who is responsible Noonan. for uh, killing. Uh, yes, Tom Noonan as the Ripper. He was the Ripper first. That's right. And then if yeah. you, we're gonna do a Manhunter one day, Emily, if oh. you're listening, we're doing Manhunter, and you're gonna be I on can't. the show. No, wait. Um, he is one of the. Uh, is he the villain? He's. A villain. He's a in part movie. of yeah. Manhunter. Yeah. He's a part of Anomalisa, a big part. It's great. Yeah. Uh he's in Horace and Pete. That's that's what I remember him yeah. recently. Um, I think maybe even as himself. But he's <laughs> the Ripper, which is this great, like definitely in a third movie in a franchise yes. villain, and he is the Jack Slater three villain, but he is also who killed Jack Slater's son yep. in three, which yep. I love, which suggests like the wife is dead, <laughs> the daughter's you know. it's
3: surprising that'd be a bleak ending for a Action franchise movie yeah. before they were. There but were that's any. like,
2: that is the Jack. Uh, what's his name now? Slater. Slater. Yeah. I almost said Reacher is why yeah. I
0: couldn't. Well, the kids watching that in the theater where there's still a print of Jack Slater yeah. 3 and then Nick, the guy who runs the theater, mm-hmm. is like, Jack Slater 4 comes out like tomorrow yeah. or something. Well, so they're pumping those out it's at one this one of those point.
3: old movie theaters. Yeah. Th- yeah.
2: <laughs> and that, that is a staple of the Jack Slater franchise as we understand yeah, yeah. it in the movie is he loses a family
0: member in every movie. Yeah, because he's down to his second cousin, yeah. Frank. Yeah. yeah. who had That's oh, a, a <laughs> great Shane Black device and a great action movie device after Frank oh, yes. dies and he says, is like ah, I'm out of here, it was something like that. Like, I gotta go. Yeah, this yeah, something. Like but that. he has a stack of like not Post-it notes, but cards attached yeah. attached to his chest, and it says Jack Slater, and he's picking them off one by one. Five, four, three. It's a bomb! Yeah, <laughs> they run out. So good. Oh, you just reminded me of the real-world
2: finale, Uh, not the TV show, like the finale of this movie that takes place in the real world, uh, where the kid is hanging off of that thing and Schwarzenegger (laughs) is telling him to just let his hands go and he'll catch him. And he says,
3: believe me, I'll catch you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Trust me, Danny.
3: Oh, believe in me. That's it. Yeah. Believe in me. I will catch you.
0: And that's such a great thing, too. It's raining yeah. for no reason. He's hanging off of a cable that he yeah. that he ripped. The kid's hanging off a gargoyle. It's yeah. 1993. This is how action <gasps> movies happen. Oh, dude. I just get
3: not watch movie for the list. Oh, nice. <laughs>
2: nice. <laughs> that is something about that close-up on Schwarzenegger when he says, Believe in me, I will catch you, is so funny. It's pretty incredible. Yeah.
0: As a kid, that scene was. That's the thing about this movie that I think separates it from being a kid's movie is that a lot of it was very scary as a kid. Mm-hmm. That scene was one where, like, I really thought that kid was going to fall. Yeah. And testament to John McTiernan, he made that have stakes. Yes. You know, he made that. You pretty. I don't want to say shitty, but pretty simple set piece have stakes, and that yep. comes down to the direction. Yeah, and uh, you know, even as a kid, like I really felt bad that his kid got ripped off of the roof. I yeah. felt Jack Slater's pain, and yes, part of that is being a naive child, but also part of that is just the tone of it is kind of aggressive in a way that's upsetting. Danny is put into a lot of danger throughout the movie. Yeah. He gets handcuffed to his toilet when a mugger comes. Oh, in yep. he gets a knife to his in. face.
3: When he came to the realization that he could die in the movie world,
0: yeah, yeah, Yep. What does he say?
3: (laughs) Oh, on the comedy sidekick, (laughs) I can die. I'm the comedy
0: sidekick. Yeah, and then he's (laughs) E.T. Yeah, this is this is worth revisiting. Just now that every movie is a commentary on anything that it, because we reached a point where if a movie references anything. We call out the reference and then it immediately becomes cheap. Yeah. And so for this to kind of do a tonal recreation with only a smattering of actual direct parody. Yeah. You know, he's doing what we say, what Edgar Wright's been doing now. He did that in 93. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool.
3: Was there anything like this before? I, you I'm think
2: of any? Sh- I'm sure there had been like winking, nodding. Jo- I mean, like I have one movie. E- like, on Evil Dead 2, I too, think, is like kind yeah. of a nodding, winking at a its own bit, genre yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, it, I, I think it happened before this, but um, not probably not great. specifically
0: with the machismo yeah. 80s action hero. But you have to think too, this is also in a world that is not necessarily immediately post airplane, but right. there, there is, I don't want to say it's a direct Zucker Brothers thing, but like, like airplane, yes, it is a uh, parody of Airport seventy six, but yep. it's not really a direct thing of that. It's right. kind of a, It's a, a tone little more parody, absurd, yeah, a little bit more top secret is a tone parody, yeah. You know, the, these are you know, uh, Naked Gun is a tone yeah. parody, and so this is, it kind of
3: works so itself as exist. a movie. Yes, it, like this
0: doesn't go full on goofy because yeah. it does function as a movie. Yep. But the idea that we can take something beloved and point out. Point out its flaws as its strengths is yeah, something that yeah. did exist. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. That's with scream. Uh, yeah. Scream sort of asks like, why is it that we like these movies that we definitely do like, even though they don't make sense? Yeah, and that's a great thing to ask. Cabin in the Woods took it one step further and said, this is why we like the movies right, that yeah. we like, even though they don't logically make sense. Yeah, and so that's a great thing. And this does a little bit of both mm-hmm. to. I think mostly to success. I think so it's too. It's a little hairy here and there. But yeah, yeah, I yeah,
2: It's uh, it's probably a little long, but it, yeah. you know, uh, I think it works pretty well. Actually, I, both times I've watched this, I just have been nothing but enjoying myself the entire runtime. Do you think I, they'll
3: re-release it for the 25th anniversary? Uh, <laughs> I would.
0: <laughs> I would go see it. I yeah.
3: wonder it would probably do better. <laughs>
0: I think it might. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's certainly, this is the kind of thing that I would absolutely expect the boars yeah. to do at midnight. Yeah. Because they do kind of weird shit. Some, like, yeah. And it's, it's actually kind of cool, the weird shit that they do. Mm. And so, Which they are doing Fifth Element, I'm going. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but this would be something that, that I could totally, like they did Love Actually for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because people kind of love that movie, myself right, included, people will come even and see though it. we know it's a stupid thing. Yeah. I think Last Action Hero could certainly fill that bill.
2: Yeah, I I think if people revisit this, they'll end up uh, enjoying it more than they realize, for sure. Like, I I don't think this movie has much of
0: a reputation.
2: You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I never hear people talk about this.
0: Amongst film circles, well, I think it is generally beloved yeah. and respected. After if, this podcast, you know, oh, <laughs> people are going to hear all it all over. Yeah. Climb into the mountains and singing the praises of this. Everybody's
3: going to tweet Arnold. We want a sequel. He, I mean, <laughs> the if he next did, action hero.
0: I, I would do it, dude. I would. Yes, I, yeah. I would. Because be you know there. what they could do? What happens with old action heroes? Yeah. Their son gets brought into the movie. Yep. Their daughter <laughs> gets brought into the movie, and now they are the oh man, back in my Little day, Maclean's. I could do it. There, yes, the <laughs> yep, McClane's and uh, little fockers <laughs> little <laughs> mcleans and so if there was a baby slater oh <laughs> i'd watch baby slater baby you know and
2: it's just it's it is literally just the i'm getting too old for this shit it's yes. it's, it's all the shane black stuff yep. uh, you know what i mean it, it it would totally work uh yeah i i think that this movie is uh, uh just way better than than it
0: seems to get credit for and and mm. really fun and enjoyable uh, it would certainly grow a larger audience if people just said, Oh, I remember this. If you go and watch this in a nostalgic sense, you yeah. will be surprised that you'll end up It's liking on it in Hulu, guys. Sense.
3: It's on Hulu right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can watch yeah. it right now on Hulu. Uh, and other means. <laughs> yes,
2: it's readily available. Uh, and uh, I definitely recommend this. I am a Schwarzenegger fan to begin with. Uh, but I. this is actually, I think, one of his uh, like good move. I mean, this is one of the better Schwarzenegger <laughs> movies, I think.
3: It's no Kindergarten Cop, but... No, I like Kindergarten Actually, I think this is probably better than Kindergarten I like Cop. I actually don't no, much I care said for that, Kindergarten like, Cop's third I like act. Kid-
2: I, oh, I love Kindergarten Cop, but I, I would say that this is probably a better movie
0: than Kindergarten hmm. Cop.
3: As an adult, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also want to talk about before we finish this, yeah. uh the best character, his name is John Practice. He's played by F. Murray Abraham. Oh, that's right. And his there's dude. a great, great, great line where F. Murray Abraham is is, you know, he's a war buddy of yep. Jack Slater's oh, and yeah, they, okay. they they uh you yeah, know they go back and they've saved each other's lives, and he says and uh Danny says, Don't trust him, Jack. Yeah. He killed Mozart. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh, what is this Mozart thing? Uh and, <laughs> He's like, no, an Amadeus. It got a bunch of Oscars. And so the kid just knew that that actor generally plays bad guys. Yeah. So then not only later does, in the real world, does Jack Slater hear Mozart yes. and is so moved by this music, and I guess that reinforces <laughs> his, uh, his inability to trust him. But also yeah. later, when he finds out that F. Murray Abraham, John Practice, can't be trusted, he's like, he, t- he told me not to trust you. Yeah. You killed Mozart. To which F. Murray Abraham says, Who? I kill a lot of people. I can't keep track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. I kill a lot of people. What a great gag that yeah. actually has a portion in the first, second, and third act. Yeah. That's a really smart piece of writing, and, and it's very funny. And it's got that extra layer of meta commentary where it's like, yeah, that guy plays characters he plays that bad kill guys. people. Yeah. We but, don't trust him because he kills a Mozart. Yeah. For the longest time, I couldn't watch Joaquin Phoenix, who's probably my favorite like young working actor yeah right now. I couldn't watch him because of Gladiator because I saw uh, oh, Commodus. Because really? yeah. he, he was so good. He was so villainous yeah. that if I saw him in any movie I'd be like, I don't trust him. <laughs> like when Joe Pantoliano shows up in any movie. Joey Pants. Uh, yeah. When Joey Pants is in The he Fugitive which I watched wrong. for the first time recently, I'm like don't trust him. He's up to no good. In that movie he's a good guy. Yeah, He doesn't mm-hmm. turn on anybody but because I know him as <laughs> Joey Pants, yep. the double crossing bald motherfucker <laughs> with a <the> decent mustache <laughs> I didn't trust him. Joey Pants. Don't trust F. Murray Abraham. He killed Mozart.
1: <laughs>
0: That's probably my favorite line in the whole movie. That is really funny. That and I kill a lot of people. I can't I can't keep track. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I just love that pull my finger joke. That is yeah. so funny.
0: Oh, and another great line. Yes. Charles Dance as Benedict after he leaves one bullet chamber empty, which is, oh, uh, what yeah. a great clash of ideas, is that Jack Slater thinks he understands the real world, and says, ha, you're out of bullets. Oh, yeah. But because uh, Benedict is even a step ahead of the real world, because he's fictionally evil, and yeah, beyond yeah. evil, says, no, I just left one bullet empty. Boom. Yeah. But, uh, Midway through the movie, Benedict addresses us directly. Oh, yeah. He breaks the fourth wall right at the point when the actual portal between Mm -hmm. movie and real world is opening up, which is a great way to meet them thematically. We do pull back and find out that he's speaking to the guy who I recognize as one of the villains in Three Ninjas. Uh, But he's talking to us, and the line he says is, if God was a villain, he'd He'd be be me." me. That's so it's good. It's so good, yeah. yeah.
2: And, I, and I do really like the idea of him breaking the fourth wall and talking to us mm-hmm. at the exact moment that in... The fourth wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like breaking he's the fourth literally wall broken, the movie. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's uh This movie is smart. It is. It's very smart. <laughs> yeah. And I love just picturing, because it was written by, what was the guy's name? Not no, Shane Black, but Zach the other guy. Penn. The story right? by Zach Penn. Story by, story by Zach Penn. Who wrote the original script. script by, it was like something Arnoff, I think. Oh, yeah. I forget who wrote it with uh, Shane Black. Zach but yeah, Penn I guess story credit. David Arnett. And um, Shane Black, has have screenplay credit. Uh, Adam Leff has story credit, too. Okay, But I just love the idea of 1993, Shane Black just coked out of his mind, yeah. just writing a deconstruction of his own movie. Yeah. Ears bleeding. Yeah. It, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, and it just shows how aware he, he, Shane Black it, is beloved on this show. Oh yeah.
3: It just shows how aware he is of everything that he does. Yeah. Because yeah. Like most times when people start writing into those tropes, they don't even realize it.
0: Yeah. Well, and you said it like that was at a time too where the the seams were showing in that sort of a movie. Yeah. So Shane Black was arguably receiving some sort of criticism about that format and said, "Well, let's yeah. let's go critic proof and yeah. let's pull it apart. Let's deconstruct." How about it. I criticize it myself? Yeah. 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 Pretty interesting. And that, that's exactly why Scream resonated is because at a point where people are going, "All right, slashers are stupid. Why are there going to be tits mm-hmm. everywhere?" Scream was like, "Here is." Here's what you're thinking. Here's what we're thinking. Get it? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I love that. And again, made by like the guy that actually made
2: those things. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. 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 Very. And and you know, McTiernan made this movie. Who Mm. was also you know he made Predator, Die Hard. He was also one of the progenitors of that. I think my
0: food's here. Oh hell
2: yeah, go get Uh that shit. Um, So uh, Dan's gonna go get himself a little bit of food, which might mean we take another quick break, and then we'll come back and do our lists. Uh, which are going to be movies about movies. Think about your list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> during, in, this, in, during this one during second. During this extremely brief break.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, make sure to chew loudly, gentlemen, as we oh. chow down on these mats, I will not. these mot mm-hmm. sticks.
0: Is there anything better than a mozzarella stick? No, there's, there's, really there's no literally problem. not. Sometimes there's I'm nothing worse sassy. for you, but there's nothing better. <laughs> oh, but I love them. Are you stacking a pot sticker <laughs> and, the and oh, taking it to the next level? My favorite thing to do with mozzarella sticks... You guys ready to hear something gross? Yeah. Dip it in ranch. Get the fuck out of here. He's crazy.
2: I don't know why you think that's gross. That's the best idea I've ever heard.
0: Yeah. I do it... I do it too much.
2: Definitely, because doing it at all is way too much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but that sounds amazing. Fair
1: enough.
2: Mm. Oh, my goodness. This is Are great. Are we
0: literally just doing this into the microphone? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: We've been having a conversation about food.
0: So, what we decided to do... Was movies about movies because this is a movie that is about it's just movies. truly a movie movie, and so really whatever that defines <laughs> what <I> <laughs> to you. This is really, I mean, probably this the, is the most movie, of a movie movie movie. Yeah, can anybody's can ever brought us. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> so, what what was the format for your lists? Yeah, I mean, because we we, uh,
2: we tend to kind of like make rules for uh-huh. ourselves. We don't discuss them ahead of time necessarily, but so like for mine, I, I, I sort of thought about like, okay, it doesn't have to be a movie where people go into the movie. It's not like that happens a lot, but I want it to be a movie that is, in some way, either literally about movies in its plotline, or or is very clearly uh, a um, a commentary on on film itself as like a as like a medium as a storytelling practice. Okay. Like a, you know, yeah, that's kind of actually what I yeah that that was sort where of where at my at. head yep. was was with this list. Do we want to go I've with got honorable mentions. Bunch. No, we'll, we'll start do with the, the list and then we'll do yeah, the yeah. afterwards. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, well you know what? I'll start because this yeah, was go. actually written by, co-written by, and partially starring Zach Penn, oh, who okay. wrote this movie. It's called Incident at Loch Ness. I've never seen that. Never heard. Incident of it. at Loch Ness is a found footage documentary parody of Werner Herzog's documentary style. What? Starring <laughs> Werner Herzog. You've told wow. me about that. And so wow. what it is okay. is Werner Herzog and another guy are going and like a bunch of people are going out to make a documentary about Loch Ness. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. behind their backs, the producers are trying to actually create a, a Loch Ness, Ness, Ness. event mm-hmm. that causes them to think they're having a Loch Ness event. Because we'll get a better movie and out And then of it. an actual uh, Loch Ness event begins to happen. Uh-huh. Okay. And it stars Werner Herzog as himself as the... Uh, documentarian? The documentarian. And Zach Penn is kind of the filmmaker. And they get at each other's throats and it's a movie that's, that's a very weird, concept. it's kind of unique, you... but it's very funny and very clever, but it is about the idea of artifice in film, yeah. and how when you point a camera at something, even in documentary, uh, just because that camera's there, there's a little bit of artifice. Yeah. Yep. And so, as a is result... Is that where you
3: got that from? Because I know you've been saying that for years. For years, but I mean, this is, is, is it, just a yeah. great example of it. I mean, that's oh, been okay. around forever. Yeah. I think
0: the idea was first put in my head by uh, Pen from Penn Jillette. From oh, Penn yeah. and teller, teller mm-hmm. Because... That's the, the only real true documentary is the Planet Earth that they shoot from satellites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the animals don't see a camera. Yeah, yeah there was like it a, can be argued the, that even if there's yeah. someone camouflaged, it might bring something. There
3: was a video on online recently talking about how like the Planet Earth stuff is like how long they have to shoot in order to like make a story mm-hmm. out of everything. Yeah.
0: Incident at yeah. Loch Ness, a study of reality in film, but mm-hmm. it's also just a neat little movie. Yeah, I really want to see that. That's my number five, Kevin. You can I give me one. Do uh, it.
3: Uh, all right, my number five. I'm gonna go with uh, Nightwar- Nightmare on Elm Street: New Nightmare. Oh, I actually oh, have yeah. not seen that, and that's a fucking I really that's a great. En- choice. I really enjoyed that movie. I'd say before watching that movie, I was not like into horror movies, or mm-hmm. like I was just like, but it like kind of like I'd say like I was like scared of horror movies, but like that movie kind of like broke it down where it's like a different or, like on a meta level. You're Like, oh, these are actors playing their characters. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay.
2: That and is I, I've never seen it, I oh, yeah. but I've only heard good things about that movie. I went ham on those yeah.
3: It was so much fun to watch. Yeah. Like even at a young uh, as old as I was, I don't even remember, but I just remember surely enjoying the movie. Yeah.
0: Mm. And it stars Miko Hughes, who is also known for asking for telling Schwarzenegger that boys have penises and girls have <laughs> oh, vaginas in oh, no kindergarten no cop. Yes, <laughs> That's really funny. I you
2: know that. <laughs> Uh, I am the best. <laughs> so I legitimately love like all the movies on my list. So I, uh-huh. I'm having trouble giving them any kind of order. But I'll start uh-huh. with uh, Tropic Thunder. Okay, uh, which is well, one of I'm just going to say this. That's the number one on my list. No, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> yeah. dude. I I love that movie. It really holds up to repeat viewings. I recommend people only watch the director's cut don't even seek out the theatrical cut
0: which is still good it is good yeah.
2: but i rewatched it the other day having not seen it since i saw it in theaters i've only seen the director's cut since then many many times and i realized how like like i loved it when i saw it in theaters but having then watched the director's cut over and oh, over yeah. since then it is a such a huge improvement
1: what over the theatrical you say cut is- different.
2: There's literally like 45 more minutes of movie in the in the director's cut. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's so much more plot. All the characters make way more sense, the decisions they make make yeah. more sense, and there are way more jokes There's in the director's cut. There's so many cut. hidden
0: like yeah. like right before they cut jokes. Yeah. Oh,
3: okay. Mm. There's
2: just way more jokes in the director's cut. It like watching rewatching the theatrical one, that was the thing I was surprised by most. They in order to like get it down to whatever run t- I'm sure that was why they had to cut as much as they did was like a runtime issue. They basically cut most of the jokes out of that movie. It's crazy oh, how many that of the in jokes the theater, are cut I I loved it
0: and was disappointed. And yeah. when I saw it on video, I was like, oh, this is a masterpiece. It's fantastic.
2: <laughs> it's, uh, do you want to lay some uh, commentary in since it's your number one, or do you want to wait until you get there?
0: What I love about Tropic Thunder is that it takes down every level of filmmaking Mm. from the Uh, consumer culture that creates the type of filmmaking Mm. to to the film itself, to the genres of film, to the way that, to the way that films are shot, to the star system versus studio system versus director system, even down to the agent that just uh, (laughs) Matthew McConaughey is so great. But then it also go, we go behind the scenes. We have, uh, Tom Cruise, yeah, Tom Les, Grossman. Les, Les Grossman, Grossman. who uh, has a ranking where violence is dished out <laughs> yes. onto the you know punch him in the face yeah you know? yeah yeah and you know the the whole thing I don't know it, it really makes this strong case for like the business of movies is the business of delusion yes and as good and beautiful and pure of a thing as that is like it, it gets dirty too yes I yeah, love yeah, yeah. that
2: oh god I just think that movie is so funny and and it walks a really great balance between like it's a great meta commentary about making movies and it's just a fucking absurd comedy. Mm-hmm. It's like a really interesting mashup of things. It's almost like um if like the Wet Hot American Summer team made the the movie version of uh Spinal Tap. You know yes. what I mean? It's, yeah. it's it's just like absurdity meets like great meta commentary uh, in a very fun funny way. I, I, I love that there movie. I think Spinal Tap yeah. in terms of that thing. Yeah. And
0: I will say this I think that as much as Heath Ledger absolutely deserved to win that Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, <laughs> yes, um, he did. He, he absolutely yep. deserved to win it. It was an Oscar-worthy performance. But if I were voting... I'd have voted for Robert Downey yeah. Jr. over him. <laughs> Hell yeah! For his uh, it was, was it Osiris portrayal? Uh, yeah, o- yeah. O- Sorry, Os- yeah. I
2: forget Osiris' is last name. But and not even just the portrayal, but the fact that he fucking even did it. Yeah, like, and just he... agreeing to do that, I think, it's a pretty bold. And, and then
3: most people just was
2: like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, there was like, like not. I mean, it was maybe no, slightly yeah. early for the kind of. I mean, that would earn crazy backlash now. Kirk Lazarus yeah. was yes. the actor's yeah. name, and then Osiris was the guy.
0: <laughs> That's right. I actually read a thing recently that uh, the guy who plays. Al Pacino. Um yes. his name is Brandon Jackson. Brandon Jackson. We'll Brandon Jackson. He said that he said something no. to the effect of Robert Downey no, Jr. No. was black on that movie. Yeah. My mother came to visit the set and thought he was Don Cheadle. <laughs> That's how black he was. And mm. like yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's so great. That is funny.
1: So,
2: yeah, uh, Traffic Thunder's my number one. I anyway. love it. Uh you got a number four, Kev? Yeah, what do you got, Kev? Uh,
0: let's see. Or a number five, right?
2: Uh, he'll be number four. I I'm think he did four. It I
3: want Spaceballs. Oh, that's a really good one. I don't know if one. that qualifies. Yeah, I buy it.
2: 100%. Yeah.
0: Spaceballs, the flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. All the product placement, yeah. the toilet yeah. paper. Yeah.
2: Probably more than any yeah. other Mel Brooks mm-hmm. movie, that is the one that... May, maybe Blazing Saddles, but yeah, it like yeah. breaks... Blazing Saddles in there. It breaks down and does yeah. comment on its its nature as a movie. I'd say
3: every time I eat pizza, I say pizza. It's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. delicious.
0: They've gone plaid. Yeah. Oh, wait. There's that one scene, the... um. What are we watching now? Yeah, you know, what we're watching then? Well, we get to watch what happens next soon. You yeah, know, yeah, that, that's oh, so that's good.
2: great. Yeah, because they they find uh, spaceballs the movie mm-hmm. uh, on VHS. <laughs> uh, there's oh, and they capture their stunt doubles at one yeah. point. Ah, you got their stunt doubles. That's a great. Uh, what's his name? Um, bing, Bing. Um, that's who. That's who plays that guy.
3: Literal puns in the movie. No, um, oh, you know who I'm like, talking about uh,
2: from Groundhog Day. Bing, Bing. The guy who plays Bing. Or calls him Bing in uh,
0: Groundhog's Day. I don't remember. Oh, I'll look him up. I'll find Wait, are you talking about not, Stephen Tobolowsky? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Is he okay? Yeah, Bill. Yeah. Oh, B- Ned, Ryerson? Bill? Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. Yeah. F- uh, it's me, Bing. Phil? Yeah. No, he was. He was uh, Ned Ryerson. Yeah. yeah. Ned? That guy has just been and Like, just has never left. Yep. He's he's yeah, like a I David Paymer.
2: Yeah. He's everywhere. Yeah. He's the guy that discovers their stunt doubles. <laughs> That's right, uh, that is him Yeah, I, I love Spaceballs yeah. That uh, I i mean, I, I grew up a Star Wars nerd And I feel like oh, that was yeah. the first comedy I, actually, I truly understood Because I had enough references to get it
3: I actually have remember watching Spaceballs before Star Wars Oh yeah? Yeah, and still enjoying it yeah.
0: I didn't know what was going on Yeah, yeah that's uh, true Yeah, I think I did too, actually It's interesting yeah. Interesting. Uh, my number four... Yeah, go ahead. ...is Barton Fink. Ah, it's on my Coen list too. The Coen Brothers movie that I oh, love. Yes. What number do you have it at? I, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, Barton Fink is great because it's a takedown of the idea of... To me, it registers as the idea of if you are working with pure imagination and pure creativity, it can be beautiful, but it can be dangerous to apply any sort of funneling to that. Mm-hmm. And so for Barton Fink as a character... It is you have a deadline now, you have a type of movie you need to write. Let's see how creative you can get. And he runs into writer's block as a result of yeah. that. But at the same time, there's the idea of free creativity without any direction is is dangerous as well. Yeah. And so it's just about walking that line. And so it's the Cohen brothers who haven't quite they, they haven't Fargoed yet. So right. they haven't earned the ability to really skewer anything, but they're they're exploring the idea of We have this burning idea, this burning need to create. And because of the structure of what we have to create within, here's Barton Fink. Yeah. And I, I, as a writer, that is a cool thing because it's about writer's block. Essentially. Well, and I
2: love the, uh, I don't know if you know the background story of that, but they were writing Miller's Crossing. They got Mm -hmm. to a point in Miller's Crossing where they got writer's block and couldn't figure out where to go next. So they hit save on that script and started another one about a writer with writer's block, Mm -hmm. finished Barton Fink, and went back and finished Miller's Crossing.
0: And I believe in Miller's Crossing, there is a newspaper that shows a a news clipping of a hotel, the hotel from Barton Fink burning down. Really? Oh, okay.
2: So they are
1: universe-tied.
2: Fascinating. That's really funny. Uh, I I really like Barton Fink. I haven't seen it in quite some time, but... Is that what the the hotel? The Cohen brothers extended cinematic oh, yeah, yeah. universe. <laughs> I just went over uh, what else do I have on here? I'll hit you with. uh Oh, uh get shorty is actually oh, right one of my on. favorite Hollywood movies. Uh, that is. Have you ever seen that Kev That's uh, it's I, like John Travolta. Yeah, I've mm-hmm.
3: seen it. Wa- I remember watching the sequel. Too cool. Oh, be, cool. Uh, be cool. Be cool. Yeah, cool because mm-hmm. that was one of the Rock's first movies. Yes, it was. I do remember that. I don't really remember Get Shorty too well.
2: Uh, Get Shorty is yeah. really, really great, and uh, much like Tropic Thunder, is just sort of about the um, uh, the self-involved sort of nature of, of <clears throat> Hollywood, and, okay. and uh, and also just the. But I guess the one thing that Get Shorty is kind of doing is going like, hey. Movies get made by any means necessary, Uh, and so if you want to tell a story, start telling that story. We'll figure out how. If we need to hire a guy from the mob to make sure we get the money to make your movie,
0: we'll do it. Basically, Get Shorty is be cool, but good. Yeah. Get Shorty's really good. I
3: do remember Be Cool not being very good. It's not
2: very
0: good. But had The Rock. And Andre three thousand, I think, should come back to being in movies. Oh,
2: agreed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just really like Get Shorty, and I, I think it is kind of a fun, like, uh, little Hollywood commentary. Um, but it's, you know, it's from like uh, what, like the, I guess around the same time as Last Action Hero. Actually, it would be early nineties, I think. Um, Find that out. but I can look that up. Why don't Why don't you throw another movie down? One of you, one of you two gents. Uh, All
3: right, uh, my third is Jane and Bob Strike Back. Oh,
0: dude, great pick. Oh, fuck, nice. Okay, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I just
3: thought it's like one of those movies that just have never, that didn't leave my DVD player for like a year and a half, Same. two years. Ninety-five,
2: forget shorty, 90, by the yeah. way.
0: Oh, there you go.
3: And I still go. I would say it's more sauce, bitch. It's probably <laughs> it still holds up because I've seen it like in the past year. Yeah, and it seems more relevant because it's like. Uh, like the more interaction now with like celebrities with like their fans. That's true. It's like even it works even better. Yeah. In my
1: opinion. That's true. It was I actually,
2: actually should watch that again. Yeah. For that reason. It, it, it One of my favorite things about rewatching that movie is that they literally invent a <laughs> chat board because there's no Twitter yet. Yeah. But Kevin Smith knows yeah. that like we are on the verge of like everybody just being able to mm. say whatever they want to celebrities. Yeah. And so he makes up a website called <laughs> movie poop shoot <laughs> yeah.
1: on which yeah. people are doing that. <laughs>
0: Uh, my favorite piece of trivia about that movie... It's not even a trivia. Yeah. Who remembers what what Jon Stewart's character's name was? Oh, you love it's this. And I can never. Oh, uh, I love good fake names. This I is think I just one.
2: remembered it, but I know you want to say it really bad, so I'll no let you reveal this. it. You is got it
0: Reg Hartner? It. it is Reg Hartner. <laughs> I love that. Reg <laughs> <laughs> Hartner. Yeah, I've said it enough. You can, have, you can have a go at it.
3: But yeah, it also like perfectly parodies like the movie business itself. Yes. And like, the, all the... Oh, it's the stunt doubles with the uh, with it, uh, Dawson and uh, oh yeah,
2: dude, that's one of the Jason
3: and Bix. Jason Biggs. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like when they do, and sometimes you do a movie as a favor to a friend, Yeah. and then they look, we'll at, the look at the camera. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. uh, the pie fucker. <laughs> He's oh, trying fuck, to tell yeah. the cops that who he is. He's like,
2: "No, I'm not that guy. I'm the pie fucker." Uh, that that movie is a lot of again. fun. Uh, it's dude, really fun. Fuck sheep. What is uh? <laughs> wait, you and I, you're gonna remember this more than I will. What is Chris Rock's character's name in it?
0: And I know you're thinking of Tracy Morgan. Yeah, sorry, Tracy Morgan. Um, um, Chaka Khan is, is Chris Rock's character. Yeah. But
2: yeah, what is Tracy Morgan's
0: character's name? Uh, he? Bunny he's something. Cop, um, right? Is he a cop? Then? No. No, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's like, he's he's map, Scott. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you said, little <laughs> kid. But you reach out. Yeah. <laughs> you touch upon the heart. Oh, man.
2: It was yeah. Bunny something, right? Is it? I can't remember now, but it is. God damn it. I'll, I'll look that up. Yeah, that it is. is,
0: is it? I think it has bunny in it.
2: God damn it. Is that funny? You might be thinking of Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, there's. I, I swear it's Bunny.
0: I'm not right. moving on to my next one until we know. That's
2: fine. Jay and Silent Bob strike back. And now I just got to find that dude. Well, Is it Bunny? Please don't tell me it's remember.
1: Bunny. Oh,
0: I
2: but, see, but you reach out. Oh. No. Yeah. It's Pumpkin Escobar. Pumpkin
0: <laughs> <laughs> Escobar. I, I think I was on the right Pumpkin track. Pumpkin Escobar. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, yeah. <laughs> Pumpkin Escobar. Because my buddy Scott, that was something we'd always do. We'd be like, "Scott, can you do this for me?" Yeah. He'd be like, what? We'd be like, "Give it a map, Scott!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God damn it!
2: So he is so funny in that scene. There's so many uh, right, memorable lines.
0: We're gonna go dark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Number three is, and I've talked about this on this forever, and you have to watch this movie, and you okay. never will, and you really should. The Act of Killing. Oh yeah, there's a very maybe. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Act of Killing is a good movie, and what it is, you've heard me talk about it before, but I'll give you a quick, please. Once over is. Oh, fuck. Now I'm not going to remember the country and it's going to sound disrespectful. Ooh. But either way, there's a country where um, basically due to executed a bunch of people uh, back in the day are kind of protected by government power mm-hmm. nowadays. But it's not even, you know, it, it, there's still kind of a villagey aspect to the whole area. I forget what it is. Fuck. I got it Indonesia. Indonesia. And um, they executed Chinese citizens. And it was just a huge genocide. And these guys are still around, but they were also fans of American films. Oh, gosh. So what it is, is these guys are protected and they're not considered criminals, but they've done truly disgusting things. So the filmmaker, Joshua Oppenheimer, uh, meets up with them and says, okay, tell me about your experience. Let's film it. Let's film it in the style of an American action movie. And so these guys recreate that. And in doing so, end up many of them end up like really starting to think about actually what they've done as opposed to the image they've attained through what they've done uh-huh. and it feels good to watch hitler cry it's, ah, it's interesting a good movie yeah. and it's not a movie without joy it's very right. funny uh, but once you you have to get past S- swallowing sure. the pill of the subject <laughs> it is very funny believe me you have to get past watching the uh you just got to get past swallowing the pill of the subject matter yeah uh-huh. and if you can take it for what it is there's a lot of really interesting stuff Add to that The Look of Silence, the follow-up movie, where one of the guys whose family died in this massacre is interviewing these guys head-on. Oh, God. But he's an eye doctor, so he's doing their eye doctor work, but Uh, kind of interviewing about mm -hmm. it. Um, There's arguments as to which one's better, but they're just good companion pieces for one another. Yeah. And uh, the act of killing just is the best commentary on the idea of movies as imagery and as influence. Mm -hmm. It's cool. That is cool. It's a great movie. Kev, yeah, What do you? What else you got on your list there, pal?
3: Uh, number two for me was Scream. Oh yeah. I mean, we've talked about it uh, yeah. a lot. I don't it was really just mentioned. like hell yeah. It was that was like the first meta movie. I, I thought, even though I had seen Last Action Hero, didn't, yep. didn't realize what it was. Right, right. Scream,
2: right, right. Scream. You got yeah. Scream, yeah, I understood. Yeah. That's uh, God, we we've done an episode on Scream. <laughs> that, that is just such a great fucking yeah. I love that movie. It's so good.
3: <laughs> Digestible. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I bought the masks. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You said digestible, and I immediately started thinking of the way Drew Barrymore dies in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Digestible. That's a boob joke, (laughs) y'all. I think I'm going to make... Man, I got so many on here that I want to talk about. So let's do uh, Adaptation. Oh, uh, that's my
0: number one. Honorable mention. Yeah. Number uh, one.
2: I love well, let's talk about it, Kevin. Yeah. I I love that this is definitely gonna be an upcoming episode of I Like to Movie mm. Movie at some point because I I know Dan and I both really mm. like this movie. I bought the Orchid Thief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never uh, read it. Uh, yeah.
0: Matt Sang hates that movie and he <laughs> has requested that he be on that episode. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: it's uh it's a really fantastic movie that is um you know, not entirely about movies and movie making. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it, about it, the
3: process of it. Did you find it more relatable after starting to do comedy? Uh, just I like don't know. The, the writing process?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've watched it since. Oh, uh, really? Since that's then, what yeah. it's about, though,
0: to me, is the writing process. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what, it, it, what it's right. about. Well, and it's about, it's literally about adaptation yeah. in a lot of different senses yeah. of that word. Mm-hmm. Um but there are there is a ton of meta movie commentary within yeah. it. Uh, they end up on the set of being John Malkovich at one point, which is really <laughs> how interesting. the writer
3: is just totally a forgotten yep. afterthought. Uh, they just treat him like, nobody knows who he is. They just treat him like shit. Yep, that's great. Uh,
2: and there's uh, truly my favorite parts of it are the screenwriting things. or when they go to oh. the, when he goes to the screenwriting oh, seminar. Gee. Yeah, Emma Key says, uh, and don't ever fucking use voiceover. It's such that a crutch. A thing. And then they never use voiceover for the, rest of the movie. I laughed so
3: much during watching that in theaters. I was I, I couldn't believe I didn't think it and nobody else in the theater was laughing too. I was like, yeah. Am I not, are they not getting this? Yeah. Mm.
0: That's one mm. of those things that that movie actually created the cultural idea that voiceover is bad. It's bad. Yep. because um, it I mean it, it can be good. Yeah. Um Dexter does it mm. great mm. and bad mm-hmm. um throughout the course of that whole show. And it's uh and so it can be done either way, but that yeah. there was um, in the movie Sideways, Paul Giamatti's character mm. uh, has an angry thing about how he's not drinking any fucking Merlot tonight because it's <laughs> without character, and Merlot sales dropped. Merlot is a good wine, depending yeah. on what you get, like anything else. <laughs> yeah. But because of that influence, it dropped, and I think as a result, similarly, you know, people just people kind such- of subconsciously <laughs> turned on voiceover. Yeah, but it also yeah. caused. Hopefully, as a result of that reaction, the idea mm-hmm. that like people are gonna have to work around their crutch now because yes. that, wow. that is that is now visible.
2: Yep, yeah, I, I love adaptation, I think it's uh fantastic, and I can't wait to do it as an episode on the show. <laughs> uh,
3: I fall asleep in that movie sometimes.
2: <laughs> oh, we already did hmm. your number one. Did you do your number two yet? Mm-mm. Mm, hit us,
0: my number two, as I chew. <laughs> Uh, it's the Purple Rose of Cairo. Oh, I've never and seen that. And it's it's an I know Odie exactly movie, what that is. And it's exactly uh, It's like the inverse of this, second, right? Uh it's yeah, it's the character from the movie steps off of the screen yeah. and a romance forms between our protagonist and Jeff Daniels. Yeah. And um I actually don't remember much about it. <laughs> no, I I've heard I, very good things about it. I love it. it, but last time I watched it was probably like seven, eight years yeah. ago. But it's very good and it's it speaks to the idea of fantasies are wonderful, but you must remember, much like last Action Hero, fantasies are wonderful, but you have to remember that the real world is where we live. Yep. And so you can you can create your version of the fantasy, but the fantasy does not exist as it were. You know, it's, yeah. That's what it's about. It's about, you know, idolize that fantasy, go for that fantasy, accept, accept and expect the real world. I love that. That's I
2: I really want to see that. I've heard nothing but good things about that movie. It's that's mm-hmm. literally a movie that people have been recommending to me like my entire life. I have the DVD. <laughs> yeah. I can borrow it. It's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard really good things. Woody Allen, right? Yep.
0: Yeah. Mia Farrow, Jeff Daniels.
2: J.D. Got more on your list that we haven't talked about yet, Kev?
3: Uh, I have two like audible mentions. I have Sidekicks. Oh, Side fuck. What Side is
2: Jonathan Brandis?
0: Jonathan Brandis, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Norris, Joe Piscopo. Oh, I've never seen that.
3: Oh, it's like he has like these fantasies of him in the movies with uh Chuck Norris, okay, and it happens like three or four times, okay, and then eventually they end up like meeting up, and, or he ends up seeing him at like the uh, whatever the kung fu meet okay. at the end, yeah. So that was like that. Cool. And uh, and do you
0: remember their karate team name? No, the frying dragons because they were named after the Chinese yeah. restaurant that is trainer of.
3: You don't need a uh, uniform to break blocks, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Remember when Chuck Norris kicks Joe Piscopo and he flips end over end like a million times, but he's just like whoa! whoa. <laughs> so good.
3: Uh, my last honorable mention is uh, Bolt. Well, I've never seen Bolt. No, I've not seen Bolt. Bolt is about a uh, a movie dog that runs away and thinks he has these actual powers. Okay, and then oh, he goes wait, into is the it Travolta. I don't rem- Travolta play or, Bolt? Uh, maybe I don't remember. He's like, oh my god! I'm a dog. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so then he goes like into like the real world yeah. where he thinks he has these powers and he's just like, no, he's just like any other animal. Yeah. And then he's got to like, find himself with his, ba- his way back to the movies.
0: That's actually a pretty good premise. Yeah. I did not know that's what that movie heard was that about. I movie was good, but now I want to see it. Yeah. yeah.
2: I didn't know that's what that was about. It's a good premise. Yeah. I like that. Um, I'll, I'll throw a few more out here, but I was kind of saving this one for last and and then we can talk about a couple others if you want, but the final girls. Because The Final oh, Girls fuck. I forgot about that. is literally the same premise as Last Action Hero, but yeah. it's a horror movie as opposed to an action movie. Specifically a slasher movie. A slasher, yes, a summer camp slasher movie, in mm. fact. Uh, and it just, we've talked about it on the show before a few times, so I don't need to get into it too much. But it is um, it's very funny, it's a comedy, but it has a real emotional core to it that uh, brought me to tears uh and otherwise again it is the same premise as last action hero but this actually like kind of rocked me a little bit and i think it's a really really great movie uh, i saved it for last just because it's so similar to uh last action hero well, um and then i got a couple other you know like i put cinema paradiso on here okay I don't know if i've you've ever seen that. seen that uh very good sunset boulevard another Not another great that. yep uh, movie, movie. Uh, and I put Inglourious Bastards on this list because... They I got li- that as an honorable mention. They literally oh, kill okay. Hitler with, with films. Okay. Uh, and technically if you want to really read into that, you know, Hitler's whole thing was like how propaganda could be used to win a war and what is propaganda but like movies and art and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so they, you know, she at the end creates her own propaganda that <clears> literally kills <throat> Hitler and ends mm-hmm. the war.
0: Okay,
2: um, Which is pretty interesting.
0: I had as honorable mentions Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh is yeah. just That is a movie about action. I mean, that is Edgar Wright's movies about movies.
2: Yes. Um, Although that's the only one where we quite literally go like, there are action movies that are just like the life we would like to be living right now. Let's reference them directly in the movie.
0: Yeah, what was it? uh, So, Point Break or Bad Boys 2? I don't know. No, which one do you want to watch first? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'm Still Here, the uh, documentary. Mm. Well, that's just one of those things that it challenges. It explores the idea of, if it's in a movie, it's true, right? Right, right. You know, because he fooled the world excuse me he fooled the world in thinking that this was real yeah. even to the point where when people saw them filming it they still thought it was they real still, yeah and it's like yeah. because there was a camera yeah um cabin in the woods duh oh yeah uh be kind rewind yeah was oh. about i thought about re- creating that. history with the movie like mm-hmm. uh fats was it fats something, i don't remember never played there but Too they created that because ass. it was right it was a fun thing to do yeah you know, um I had Videodrome, Ed Wood. Oh, Videodrome is a good one. (laughs) Um, Ed Wood's a good one. But the one that I actually thought of, I I didn't put on the list, but I really wanted to, but I don't think I can qualify it, was The Wizard of Oz. Oh. Just because of the way that The Wizard Uh, was depicted on screen. That's right. Because on screen Uh. he was this big, scary wizard, everyone feared The Wizard. And then as soon as you pulled away the movie, pulled away The Artifice, he was just a, a... Tiny little that's, you know pussy. Yeah, that's smart. So that's that cool. Yeah, that is cool. The movie's not so much about it. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't. want to. I see that. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, she ends. It's
2: like a fantasy world of her yeah. own creation. You could say it's like uh, influenced in some way. It's pretty that movie interesting. is
0: almost so close to the early end of movies even happening that it was hard for me to justify. <laughs> yes, it was
2: yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of those. It makes sense. Um, that, that yeah, yeah, great, <laughs> good list, oh, yeah. everybody. Thank you. Way to go.
0: I'm not even hungry anymore. I'm just. Pouring fries into my face. I, th- <laughs> I
2: know the exact feeling you have right now. That's awesome. Yeah, and you probably are only have like three sentences left before you pass out for the yeah. rest of the day. Well,
0: the thing is, they're they're like they're not even good. They're cold. They're soggy. I already ate all of those mozzarella sticks. Yep, you gotta, me. The
3: cheese is just settling in your stomach. It's just settling. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I gotta
0: find a way home.
1: <laughs>
2: Dan's drunk on fries. We got to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so here, a uh, couple of things quick. We, July 15th, we are doing I Am a Knife with Legs, movie we have uh, talked about here on the show before, Interview the director, Bennett Jones. Uh, July 15th at the Milburn Stone
0: Theater in Maryland. Uh, it's you, not in Baltimore. Right. It's, think it's just of, it's outside, just outside Baltimore. of Baltimore. So if you go to a Milburn Stone Theater that's in Baltimore... Goose egg, baby. You've you're not going to get anything. You but it's the one that's just outside. I don't know if there is one in Baltimore. That's up to you to figure out. Go on Yelp. <laughs> but the one outside of Baltimore, that's where the show is. That's the one you want. I like
2: that every time I try and make a clean ad about it, we get into a whole yeah. diatribe about where it's not. I
3: just want to let them know. <laughs> a lot of people do that, though. Because like there's like uh, the comedy club is not in Baltimore. It's like right outside. And right people are really picky about that. Yeah, yeah. And you say, oh, I'm in Baltimore. I just want <laughs> no, them to
1: make not. it. Yeah.
0: Baltimore is a scary horrible awful town well they don't even have to go there (laughs) (laughs) you don't don't have to go (laughs) No, I actually uh, don't know much about well, it's Baltimore, like kind have had some, nothing we could experience. Sometimes
3: people say they have a concert in Philly. It's actually Camden. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, so clean ad. Ready? July 15th at the Milburn Stone Theater in Maryland, just outside of Baltimore. Just you can that's go not to, in. You can go to MilburnStoneTheater.com. It might just be MilburnStone.com. MilburnStone.com and get tickets now. They're five bucks. You get a free popcorn with your ticket. Uh, We're screening I'm a knife with legs. We're going to play some movie movie games. I got some fucking crazy-ass fun prizes oh, yeah. last week. And we've it.
0: got some... Uh, We'll just call them Tubies. Yes, we do. We've got some Tubies to give We've got some Tubies a to Nintendo give A Nintendo
3: Switch giveaway? Uh, no. <laughs> that's
0: uh, not happening. Come <laughs> find out what a Tubie is.
2: That's not the one that's in Baltimore. <laughs> I, we're going to have an episode before July 15th where that ad goes 30 seconds and it's done. It's going to be great. Uh, you can find the show on uh, Twitter, I Like Two Movie. That's the numeric two. Facebook.com slash I Like Two Movie. Uh, we're on Tumblr. You can email us, I Like Two Movie at gmail.com. Give us a suggestion for a movie to watch. We watched a listener's recommendation last time, and it was one of the best episodes yeah. we've done. Which one was uh, that? We did Hannah. Hannah. You ever uh, see that? Nope. Highly recommend. Uh, Dan and I both really liked it. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. That's with an F. Uh letterbox.com slash filmadelphia. I review every movie I watch there. I am over on Farsightedblog.com, still doing my Herschel Gordon Lewis series. I'm finally halfway through that box set. <laughs> it's only halfway. Halfway what through. I am watching 14 Herschel Gordon Lewis movies that were released in a box set. He is the godfather of gore. Oh, okay. Uh, and I just watched what was the most recent one I watched? An Inconvenient Truth. Uh, no, it was... <laughs> That's a different <laughs> It was A Taste of Blood. Not very good. Uh, but uh, yeah, find that over on com.
0: Plugs. All right, I'm on Twitter at Dan Scully Letterboxd. Uh, Dan, Scully, Dan Scully on everything. I <laughs> am in you, around you. Oh, I boy. am you. I am everywhere that there is and nowhere else and not at the beach, because I hate the beach. And check out cynadelphia.com <laughs> where I do a lot of uh, writing and reviews for them. And... Um, Ah man, these fries are great. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you what—you uh, should see Oakja. Anyway, yeah, yes. that's my plug. Uh, oh man, yes, see Oakja <laughs> and, and Okja. Baby Driver.
3: I'm at the real Kevin Lyle on Twitter, and that's it.
0: That's it. That's it. You what don't, don't have, have any videos else? I've been watching.
3: Oh, I guess I guess like, on YouTube, you can, I'm on, I'm on the videos. Uh, the Walking Dead. W O K K I N G. It's
0: a cooking show with zombies. It's a
3: six-part series. That's great. It's about a half hour total. Um let's see. I love uh, that. Yeah, quick like, I entered my film in the Asian American Philadelphia Film Festival. Mm, awesome. a yeah. no,
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry
0: guys.
2: I hope everybody at least heard me headbutt my <laughs> microphone. <laughs> at that. That uh, goes back to Super
0: I, Oh, no, I know, I, I know. Whenever
3: somebody says dumplings, I always still refer to dumplings because of this guy. <laughs> it just always makes me laugh. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> I really legitimately am sorry. I'm, like, I'm not, but yeah. I, like, I am for real. That's the thing. So
2: good. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, that yeah. sounds cool. The Walking Dead, and that's on YouTube. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, any, any Anything else you got out there that you want to plug?
3: Um... No, 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 Take the opportunity while you got it, brother. No, I'm hoping to get into this film festival. All right, cool. Yeah, What's I'll your fl- movie called? Oh, it's uh, why are we friends?
2: Why are we friends? Awesome. Yeah. Um, um, people can hopefully look for that one day.
3: Yeah, actually, yeah. it is on YouTube now. But why are you not plugging these things? Because I don't feel I, I'm not sure if there was a requirement or not that it can't already
0: be out.
2: Uh oh, well it's definitely not then. You can't find it on YouTube. Don't even look for <laughs> I'm it. I'm looking at it right called?
0: now on my phone and <laughs> yeah. I can't I've searched a million different things. Yeah. I don't I even remember answer, what
2: it's uh, called and I don't think there's a 15 second backwards button on this so there's no <laughs> need to worry. Yeah, so don't worry about it. Uh great. Well, uh we end this uh probably same way we were ending it back when you were on the show, you'll figure it out as we go.
0: My name is Garrett Smith and I like to movie movie. Mm, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, hey, my name is Dan Scully and I like to movie movie. Kevin?
3: My name is Kevin Lau. And I like to Murphy Murphy <laughs> <laughs>
1: And we
2: all know that you hey, like
1: thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. We all know
2: that you like to movie movie because we <laughs> like, like to do movie, movie. Do it, do it, say it. drunk on fries. Murray, Murray. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. Thank you very
3: much. Thank you very much.